0: Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people, about some real things, some real lives, doing real, real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, coming to you by the Prince of Party, Party Boy Pete McCormick. And our guest today is the dangerous one, dangerous Diana Spencer. Party Boy Pete, how are you feeling,
1: my man? I'm feeling pretty good, Matt. Uh, as everyone knows, Diana is the uh, female voice to the Working Perspectives, and now we're finally going in-depth see what this girl is all about.
0: Dude, can't wait. Can't wait to go in-depth on Diana the Dangerous One. It's going to be good. All right. Well, you can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can handle us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Tock at Working P.E. Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and think you have what it takes to come on here and tear it down with the likes of us, then do us a favor and email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com and we'll book you. I'll book you. All right. Well, uh, let's get this thing started. Let's
1: go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in society's working perspective. Exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. While we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out our line and how we
2: get live. Then do us so a solid share and subscribe. We're just sharing. We're just sharing. We're just sharing.
0: All right, Partey Boy. Missed you the last couple of weeks, buddy. But we had uh J Dub fill in for you. He did a good job. Oh, nice. I yeah. love J Dub. Love J Dub. I thought if I had to pick a replacement for you, Pete, I think I thought, you know what, he'd be okay with J Dub. Was I right? I'm, uh yeah.
1: I'm not upset. I, I like J Dub. he's a character as well, and uh he knows how to party himself. Oh. Boy J Dub.
0: That's it. <laughs> so uh today's guest, uh, you know her from her work on the working perspectives podcast weekend popping. And like you said, she is the voice of reason sometimes and the female perspective on the work perspectives podcast. Weekend she checks
1: popping. our testosterone, Matt.
0: <laughs> she sure does <laughs> checks it right at the door. I'll tell you what else she does. She keeps that strong stem in line. Pretty good. You know? Oh yeah. Someone's I, got to. Yeah. How about it, man? That I have, I've
1: never had any success.
0: I don't think anyone has really. I think she's the first, <laughs> you know? But so yeah, but she's uh, the voice of the female represent the representative of the female gender on the work perspectives podcast weekend pop in. So we've gotten to see some glimpses of her there and get to know her a little bit, but really, really excited. Like you said, we're really going to get to know her today. Uh, before we get started, I would like to share a story as to the type of person the dangerous one is. And when oh. I say the dangerous one, I mean, Diana Spencer. So okay, so uh, yeah. Oh, I'll regale the shit out of you. Um, so Graham's Pub, Land of the Free, Home of the Brave. You know it, you love it. I've been there. You've been. Oh, you've been there. You've cartwheeled into there, pal. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was I was working there Sunday night, right? And Diana and me used to do alternating shifts there on Sunday night. So like, I would do one week, she would do the next. I would right. So like, we would do every other week. Smart girl. Very smart. Right. And then, like, if it was like a big night, we would work together. Like, if it's like a like a Super Bowl or like a big event or whatever, you know. But Diana yeah, need was the all... extra
1: staff. Exactly. exactly. There's, enough money. There's enough tips to go around. Spread the wealth.
0: Spread the wealth, baby. That's it. But Diana was also working at another bar in the uh, in a near in a comp, in an apartment complex nearby, right? Uh-huh. So whenever she wasn't working, the like when I was working, she would be working at the other bar. You know,
1: was so, this a clubhouse, Matt?
0: It was a clubhouse. <laughs>
1: oh, we'll just oh, say
0: it's far. a. We'll just say it's a scum clubhouse. If you know what it's, I mean. Uh,
1: is, is, is this apartment building an adult dormitorium, more or less? <laughs> pretty much,
0: brother. Pretty much. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it. <laughs> but uh, so this is what's going down. So I'm working on Sunday, and it's like a normal Sunday night right things are going well whatever things are normal it comes around time two in the morning right and it's time to close up so i'm like trying to close up trying to close up then uh one of our buddies his name's j mac he's a good dude he comes out of the bathroom and he's like hey bro uh like one of the pipes is leaking in the bathroom right in the Uh men's room And I'm like, oh, fuck on me. Right. So there's people like coming in and going and I'm like back there. And it's like I I can feel it sloshing like under my shoes. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I call the owner right away. Doesn't answer. Call him again. Doesn't answer. And I'm like fucking calling this guy finally answers. And I'm like, you know, hey, this is what's going on. There's a major fucking leak in the bathroom and now it's like up to like almost my ankles right in water and it's fucking flooding right and i'm fucking losing my mind and i'm like how the fuck do i shut this stuff off where's the water right how do i shut this off and he's like i don't know i gotta call tony i'll call you back so he's like calling tony and like doing all these things and tony's like one of the other guys that works there and he's like where's the fucking water valve and tony just says it's in the kitchen behind the fridge Right. And I'm like, there's four fucking fridges in there. Right. So I just <laughs> run to the kitchen. And I start pulling all the fridges and looking for a valve. I'm turning every valve, not working, not working, not working. Right. Then I finally get the water valve and turn it off. Dude, this is, it's like three in the morning. This thing has been fucking pumping out water for like an hour. Right. <laughs> it's fucking so flooded right throughout the entire bar not
1: just the bathroom like it's
0: come so you know how the bar looks there's the bathroom and then like the back part of the bar and then the main bar it's flooded out so that it's from the bathroom it's now touching the main bar right (laughs) yeah dude okay the
1: kitchen's not anywhere near the bathroom
0: uh, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so I fucking he finally stopped the water, and I'm like, dude, I'm like fucking out of my mind at this point, like so fucking like frazzled, right? Because I'm like, fuck, because the whole time I'm like, god damn it! And then the owner just goes like, okay, relax, everything's fine, just clean up the water and take off. And I'm like, motherfucker! And I was like, god damn it! So they have an HVAC there and things like that. But, dude, like, I'm beside myself, like, like ex, like just fucking exhaustion and everything, right? So I'm, like, trying to clean up this water. It's taking me forever, right? So what do I do? Well, luckily,
1: you work based on tips, so you're making a lot of money for cleaning up this water.
0: I mean, yeah, I was making a ton while I, dude, I just <laughs> threw everyone out. I went, like, when it started leaking, I was like, everyone get the fuck out of here right fucking now. We are fucking closed. As soon as everyone went out, I locked the door. I was like, I'm not fucking dealing with anybody. Right. Because I'm just on the phone. Like I'm trying to get this thing figured out. I got you. So anyway, I'm like cleaning up this water with a shop back and everything. And it's taking forever. And I'm like, fucking lose my mind. I'd work the next morning. Right. Like I was (laughs) supposed to be at work at like 8 a.m. You know, I'm like, yeah, me. So what did I do? I called a friend. I did. I, you know, I phoned a friend and who did I call? But none other than the dangerous one
2: who Ah. to remind
0: you, just got done working a shift at another bar that, as we had previously stated, is it, it has some scum, we'll say, um, right? So it's not <laughs> like it was an easy shift. So she's working at the other bar. She's done. She's almost. I think she was just getting home when I called her, and I'm like, "D, you need to help me, please." And she's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" I was like, "The fucking bar flooded. I have to clean it up." I'm fucking dying here. Can you please come and help me? So she lives like 15 minutes away from the bar. Well, you know, 10, 15 minutes, but like, also yeah. it's fucking almost four in the morning at this point. She just got done working a long shift. She's tired, yep, yep. but what does she do? She comes, she, she jumps in her car and hops on over to Graham's pub, land of the free home of the brave. And she helps me clean up the water. We get it done. And like with the two of us, we were able to get it done in like an, an hour. Right. So by the time we were like, cause I still had to also after clean up the water, I had to close the bar. Right. Which means like, <laughs> yeah. I had to like clean stuff. I had to do the drawer. I had to sweep. I, had to, I mean, you know, I didn't have to mop. It's but... not like it,
1: uh, it's 2am and you just go home. There's other stuff that has to oh. be done. Yeah. Even when there's no floods.
0: Oh yeah. People don't realize that when they're like, when you do last call and they're like, what dude, like, come on, stay home for another hour. It's like, it's another hour for you. That means it's another two hours for me. Cause it takes an hour to clean everything up and get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. So either way, D gets there, we clean it up. She helps me close down the bar. By the time we're done, it's five thirty in the morning. Right. Jesus. We both have work the next day at our like office jobs. Right. I think she ended up going to work. I fucking did a PTO. I texted my boss. I was like, bro, (laughs) still, I'm getting home from the bar now. The fucking bar flooded because of the bathroom. You know, it's fucking the worst, right? And so I was able to get PTO. But still, like, I don't know. I know you would do a party boy and you have done it, but not a lot of people would fucking show up at at four in the morning to help you clean up a flood. I'll tell you that. So I'm really, when we started the show, I was super excited when uh you know she she contacted me and said she liked the show and i was so happy when she agreed to be on the show and also be a part of the weekend pop-in where she's done phenomenal job and i've just been so happy to work with her on this and have her be a part of this journey and so happy that she's here now finally on the main show and we can get a little more background on the dangerous one uh but before we get started dangerous diana spencer i would just like to ask have you seen the movie bohemian rhapsody and if yes what do you think of that piece of shit movie
3: Ah, uh, um i saw it yeah i thought it was good why yeah it's oh, pretty
1: perfect. good isn't
3: it you why know? do you think it's a piece of shit movie What's it your sucks
1: life? i couldn't get he, through he's a queen hater he hated freddie mercury no. he was always a much bigger fan of, uh, who was that guy that sang under pressure with him?
0: David Bowie? David Bowie. He
1: was a big David Bowie fan. That's Matt's problem.
0: I like David Bowie, but I'm a, Matt, I'm a huge Queen fan. Love Queen, but I think it was an insult to the legacy of Queen and their greatness to have some fucking Stunard robot gimmick fucking trying to put some teeth in and, and be uh, Freddie Murky's Dracula. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, just, I don't I, know. I thought he played great wow i thought he looked like him and everything don't let him bully you you know a good movie when you see one wow wow well getting off to a great start (laughs) diana So, so shame you didn't mention this before but uh no all right so we're all in agreement that the movie stinks perfect let's move on so uh dangerous diana thank you for coming on the main show finally how are you
3: I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. quiet without Steve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, me and Pete have said that before as well. Where it is a lot I'm
3: waiting more... for a hell yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. We're missing our hype, man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Love Steve to death. But yeah, he's got a lot. He's a lot of energy. Tell you that for sure. But no, he I love it. But uh, so, yeah, thanks for coming on. How are you doing?
3: I'm good i'm on vacation so Still, just, okay. yeah
1: i got took a week i took a little more than a week so nice. i've been good.
3: chilling finally uh, any it's any nice. big
1: fun things happen during vacation any uh staycation vacation or
3: yeah so far yeah so i am i literally flipped my i had a roommate um and she moved out so I literally have flipped this entire house in the past.
2: Ah, My vacation started ah. last
3: Thursday. I had two rest days. Otherwise, I have done a lot to this ah, house.
1: Okay. Oh, <laughs> Catching up, great.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is nice. good. It's stuff that you modern. replacing
1: the roommate, or is the, is it no, no no roommates going forward? Are you don't. No, it? it's
3: a duplex. So I have. A, I also have the oh, other unit no. that I have to work on. But I'm going to put someone. It's a weird duplex. I'm in a six bedroom house. The house is huge, and then a one unit it's an efficiency on the left side of the house ah. so i have to oh, wow. finish putting the floors in on that side i did everything but the floors oh, and then i'm nice. going to move somebody in there
0: oh.
2: Um, so roommates.
0: Two... Oh, oh okay so you got rid of the roommate but you're gonna have someone move into the into, into the, the unit oh, yep so you'll still yep. have like someone help
1: i see damn that's a great idea
2: have yeah, the uh, duplex I've, is
1: an underrated dwelling. Like having like most oh, yeah. of your mortgage covered is a, a pretty sweet little,
2: you yeah.
1: know. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. I've a I have a couple friends. That's like I feel like that's like almost like uh, I almost I guess it's like the immigrant move. Like I know a bunch of guys that when they came here, they would buy a duplex and you know be the handyman and you know landlord of it. And then, yeah. you know, save some money, buy a house. Now they have two two apartments to rent. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's called, yeah. Uh,
3: it's called house hacking. So you live in one
0: unit while you rent out the other one.
3: Damn. And the other one pays the mortgage. So that one's not going to pay my mortgage, but it
2: helps.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Man, I mean, I mean, it cuts it in half, hopefully, you know?
3: Yeah, well, the other thing is I'm just in this enormous, it's like an enormous farmhouse. The house is 115 years old.
0: I thought you were in like Orland.
3: Uh, i'm in glenside i'm right around where my old house was and i'm on a double lot so i got i got weirdly lucky with this property i think people were looking it over because of how old the house was the bones actually weren't bad Mm. but covered in asbestos on the outside and shit you know what i mean
2: (laughs) a little bit of a picture upper yeah
0: handyman special as people say
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> done a lot of work to the inside, but I'm on a double lot too, which can you know yeah. from, from my job can I can I can subdivide it exactly. Nice. So I'm debating, I think I'm just gonna fence it in, but nice. um, it's on the table, you know.
0: Nice. That's awesome. That's cool that you're able to be a, a boss ass B and knock all that stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's ex- it's
1: an exhausting life. I don't I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> if there was no uh, boss ass B, nothing to get done. Where would you go? What's the dream vacation for Diana?
3: Dream vacation? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Ooh,
1: great question, I want to
3: be in one of those like one of those like huts.
0: Oh, like, in like, maybe, like, Fiji. like huts on the water or huts in yeah. Oh, huts- yeah.
1: The Maldives, yeah. the Maldives, Mal that's it. That's exactly a Maldives. Yeah, yeah. It. A I don't. That's
3: exactly know. it. I want one of them. No neighbors close to me. Just like walking in it. That- that's exactly where I would want to be.
0: Yeah, isolated. Yeah. Where it's like a dock, <laughs> a dock to the stairs, and you're like on these yep. poles over. Yeah, those yeah. things, and
1: the water's like crystal clear.
2: Yeah, exactly. That was
1: there was a story like when COVID first uh, hit off. There was a shr- an Australian <laughs> couple that got stuck there on their honeymoon, and the, the the resort just kept doing all the activities for them, even though they weren't the only one there. And they're like, we're, but we're running out of money. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're running out of money, are they just going to like, let you starve or kill you? Like, I don't under Like just call yeah. up your government. Like gets like, you know, yeah, yeah, there's gotta be
3: something they can do.
0: That's
1: not a bad, I mean, if you're going to be
0: stuck somewhere, you know, yeah. lot places to be stuck. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. was stuck in Mayfair. It was, all. it was great. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, that's awesome. No, I would, dude, I would love that. You know what I would love? I loved, is that you, and I think Pete, you did one recently too, where you do a uh, destination wedding, right? And like the best thing about it is when you go on like a vacation, it's just you and your significant other. Like you know, there's some like downtime yeah. and things, but when you're there with like a group, it's fuck it's, friends, yeah, yeah, and it's like it's all all time, all day party, let's
1: go, and like always it, something going on, always something yeah. to hang. It's with, hard to often. have vacation with friends these days. Like like you can't like we've done a couple of outer banks trips, but at the end of the day, like it's hard. Like but the the destination wedding is the perfect excuse. Like all right, they're married, we ha- like, we have to go, and it's like yeah. all right, but we have to go to an all inclusive resort. Oh. There's a lot of things I had to do that are much worse than that.
2: Oh, yeah. for
0: sure. I'm a big fan. I can't wait, and I think I've said this on the show before, but I can't wait until uh, we can do a live show from an all-inclusive resort in Albania because it's gonna fucking bring the uh. house down. So, okay, so let's get this started. Um, Diana here has an interesting story, and we're really look really uh, excited to get into it. So she was born at Lankinall Hospital, but she grew up in the Hard Knoxborough, a.k.a. Roxborough, right? She did a Catholic school, K through 12. She went to an all-girls high school, right? And then she would end up going to a couple colleges, moving around there a little bit. And then, you know, uh, while she was there, she played some sports, really got – she really did some, like, baseball, softball. So Matt, it looks like
1: she went to almost every school. Within a five zip code Mm
0: -hmm. radius. Yep. Yep. And we are going to get into that. So let's get, so let's dive right in. So uh, what Catholic school did you go to? Because I, so me and Pete, uh, Pete's from Oxford Circle initially, then he moved to North Wales, which is right next to the land of the free, home of the brave, Lansdale, Pennsylvania. I grew up in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, land of the free, home of the brave. And I went to Catholic school here and it was a Polish Catholic church. But when I started living in Roxborough, I was told like that Roxborough was divided up by neighborhoods and the neighborhoods were the church was assigned to like the ethnicity of that neighborhood, right? Or yeah, the, I didn't go the to nationality of, of the. Okay. So where did you go?
3: I went to IHM over in Andorra okay so hmm. the ones you're talking about are literally all across the street from each other they're all within like a four block radius of each other <laughs> in like yeah. the heart of
0: manioc
2: yeah
3: um and none of them exist anymore ihm is all that's left the grade yeah. school oh, I went really? to. yep they all they're all done
0: yeah apparently that's the move though in the city is like the public schools aren't that great kind of catholic school is the way to go yeah is that
3: right you don't want to send your it's weird like Grade, grade school is one thing. Our only public grade school was Shawmont. And I knew a bunch of kids that went to Shawmont. And that's not, that was never an issue. Um, but the high school is another animal. Yeah. So n- you didn't want your kid to go to Roxborough or Saul. If they did, you wanted them to go to Saul. So any neighborhood kids, I didn't know any neighbor. I knew two kids that went to Roxborough after they got kicked out of Catholic school.
0: Yeah. Um, now, did, it <laughs> cha- did it change them as kids? Because like, I know like, there was like a fear when I got kicked out of Catholic school, like you're going to go to the public school and you're going to be hanging with the wrong crowd and do all the wrong things. It's straight up.
3: It's straight up dangerous
2: with high school.
3: It's not, it has nothing to do with like, it's not going to change anyone. I don't think it's, if any, it's just dangerous. That's the biggest thing when it comes down to high school was that we, the way Roxborough worked was like, you either went downtown and you went to Hallahan, which is the girl's school that I went to or Mm -hmm. Roman, which is the brother school, the boy's school. Mm-hmm. or you went to the suburbs to carol kennedy kendrick um i think it was just those two i don't think there's yeah. any more out there
0: kennedy, Kendrick's so, not even there anymore too yeah kennedy yeah.
3: kendrick's done um so those were that was like how it went you either went downtown or you went out to the suburbs so that didn't have more, any uh
1: magnet school people the guys going to central or mass
3: yeah or it's it's so funny you say that. Cause like Roxborough is like a very tight neighborhood. Like we all yeah. know each other, you know yeah. what I mean? But I always find it funny. Like even the last guy I hooked up with, he went to central, like he, oh, he really? grew up and knew the people, like we knew all the same people and stuff like yeah. that. But those central kids just totally like skirt out of the neighborhood for some reason in high school. You don't end up meeting many of them.
1: See all all my, all my friends in Philly are all central people. (laughs) I met them in college like later on at uh, Drexel and Penn. Yeah. They're all smarty pants. They're
0: all a bunch of smarty pants. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pete, uh, I do want to tell you this, Pete. So we've mentioned your neighbor on the show, Chuck right oh, yeah, yeah
3: i didn't know chucky yeah. was your neighbor i love chucky yeah,
0: love chuck chuck. Is, my- <laughs> chuck is a chuck i love chuck love him to so nice guy yeah, yeah. super
1: it's nice, nice guy.
0: guy but he went to Roxborough high school and i would i would implore you to ask him about the story where he got charged with inciting a riot at Roxborough high school yeah
1: all right uh later so, tonight. that's my new mission
3: chucky <laughs> Chucky's chuck is a age-
1: fucking awesome dude Kentucky's
3: age group is probably like the last that I know of that of locals that went to Roxborough High School. Yeah.
2: Ah. Like it, there's
3: one point where it just stopped and I think from what I understand is that public schools were closing in other neighborhoods so these kids were being bussed to Roxborough and it just started getting rougher and rougher. Mm-hmm. So that's from what I understand how how it went down. But yeah, <laughs> I only knew kids that went there after they got expelled.
0: From my understanding, the reason is this, is that they, I, I don't know if it was always like this, but they have, the rule is that if you live in the city of Philadelphia, you can go to any public school in the city of Philadelphia, no matter where you live, right? So like if you say, if you lived in West, you could go to Roxborough, you just have to get there. Right, like you have to take. The there was
1: it, it. It wasn't. It wasn't like anything, but there were like certain uh particular rules around busing, yeah. Uh, that that, that came in place, like maybe like in the eighties or the seventies. Uh, but like you
0: could, but like you could choose to go whichever public school you wanted, right? Like if you lived here, you could go wherever. I don't
3: think so. I think it is I, by zip code, so it's, it's the same it's, way it's, as the parishes. It's not like,
1: by zip code, but it, it's like it. it, it I, I don't know the exact details, but you're both kind of right. Like there, it, it wasn't a free for all, but there was like they oh, had choices. like a, they had
0: a radius they could go to. I yeah,
3: guess. you had choices, yeah. but you still had to be within like whatever.
0: If, like if you lived in Strawberry Mansion, you could hypothetically go to Roxboro. like it's close enough. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you could do so that. I think. Well, that's the other thing too of- is
1: like then there's also just like like there there are certain schools that are just set up to do certain things, right? So like we talked about Masterman Central and Girls High; those are magnet schools. Mm-hmm. So anyone in the city can go there. Girls High is a magnet school now. It's always been a magnet school. It was central for girls there. before central, yeah. But it like, so central was boys' uh, school.
3: There. That's right. And yeah, girls exactly. High was so the girls.
1: When my yeah, when my parents were kids, central and boys, like central and girls' high were separate. Uh, and then after that, like the, you know, like uh, girls could go to central. Girls' high still exists, and it, it is still a magnet school. You do have to test in, um, but I think it lost a little bit of the luster when a lot of the Smyrna girls started going to to, to central and Masterman. Yeah. But then there's also like, there's also schools that are tech schools, and there are yeah. schools. Yeah, I music knew kids. Schools. And, and yep. saw exactly. the
0: agricultural school. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah so, like So, like, like if you want to go for a certain uh, subject and only certain schools teach that subject, then you can go to that school. It's not every school in the city teaches every subject.
0: True.
1: What didn't your sister, did she go to Central
0: or did she go to Girls High School, Pete? Your sister? Oh, no. My, no, my, my sister's, Her mom, uh, right? No, his mom my, my, went to Fells, right? My uh, mom went to
1: Frankfurt. Oh, um, my older for. sister went to, went to Nazareth Academy, oh, uh, which okay. is like a yeah. That's more of a your case. dad She's went. Bougie. Central, She's though. bougie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nazareth <laughs> girl.
2: <laughs>
3: I remember them.
0: Yeah, don't we all? Hmm. They had a but, great
3: softball team.
0: Oh, look at that! So let's get into that, then, D So when you were in school, you did some spots, all right? You were spots player. So baseball was that your big gimmick or what?
3: Yeah, I was always a baseball kid. So I started playing baseball probably when I was like five or six, started with
1: T-ball. But and like, then, they let both play. Softball, you went straight
3: hardball. Yeah. Well, I was baseball and then I wasn't allowed to play baseball. There was that age uh, limit, you know what I mean, where you yeah. switch over into softball. Yeah. And then yeah. grade school, I was really into softball. And I was like learning, you know what I mean? So the thing with, with Roxborough is the 21st ward. So I had like my school team, but 21st ward is, is no fucking Massive. joke. Yeah. The poor Royal yeah. teams are serious and there's a travel team involved with them and shit. So it's like, whatever I wanted out of that, I could have gotten out of Port Royal, Port yeah. Royal, excuse me. And then when I went to high school, um, that was another game. My boyfriend at the, t- in high school, um, both of my boyfriends in high school were baseball players and the one his mom was my coach so like they were a huge baseball family and we it was just like a constant thing i myself was on five teams when i was in high school yeah so i was on five port royal baseball teams? teams softball teams. okay okay so i was on Wissahickon braves port royal fairmount i was on four teams fairmount and then hallahan
0: wait how Where was many, your position or yeah. what was your
1: favorite position i played second base second
0: phase little Uh, mickey morandini action yeah you could go
1: chase something, matt you don't have to give her the morandini
0: (laughs) mickey morandini
1: i mean yeah it was short stop up until high school and then we switched
0: it up oh look at you nice that's awesome dude i'll tell you this and when uh when we had uh vinnie traveline aka vinnie ravioli on the show we talked a lot about the 21st Ward because this is something I didn't know until we moved here but baseball is a big deal in Roxburgh. Oh yeah. It's my boyfriend's it
3: was like so my boyfriend at the t- uh, my one boyfriend whose mom was my coach they were from Fairmount and okay. they made sure to be on a Port Royal team because that's where you got scouted. You got scouted at Port Royal more right. more than you would at Roman necessarily. Yeah. So those teams it's it's serious, yeah. And that, that life is no joke. That baseball life, man. Those people I dated it. a guy actually later in life a couple of years ago who was, um, he made it to the major leagues. So like, oh, I'm shit. thinking, Oh my God, like you, you did all of that and then actually made it to the majors. You know what I mean?
0: And his name was, was Jimmy Rollins. He was a
3: pitcher. <laughs> he was a pitcher and shattered his elbow week one. Oh, shattered
2: it. How? I was like,
3: dude, you go throwing a ball. He shattered it. Yeah. holy shit. 90, 90 mile per hour ball shattered his elbow. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like he ended up being nuts, and now and you know it makes a lot of sense. Like you go your whole life like dedicating to this shit. They have these baseball academies that they go to. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. baseball's no joke. Yeah,
3: it is no joke. So like to go through all of that and then get there and then shatter your elbow week one like and you can never play again like that's that you baseball know baseball
0: is like a lot of like there's like feeder programs a lot of feeder programs that go go into things but i feel like the feeder programs for baseball if they're if you're legit you're starting early on like feeder programs into well, high level travel teams the, that are national the thing ranked. the like, difference
1: between like uh baseball and softball and other sports is like it, you know like normally for other sports like the pi double the apex. You in states, that's where you get scouted. But baseball yeah. and softball, it's like high school doesn't even get matter. Scattered it's anywhere. all about the travel leagues. Yeah, exactly. It is the
3: travel teams. Yeah, like the girls' team is in the Northeast, actually, a Philly Flash. Yeah. So I never could get a ride out there. That was my thing, or could I afford it? So that wasn't a yeah. team that I ever played on. But those travel teams are like legit. And it was the same oh, yeah. with, I, I did cheerleading too. And it was the same with that. The all star teams were what was important. Like I could cheer for my school, I could compete for my school and yeah. that team. But The all-star teams are no – that's where it's important.
1: Yeah, especially in Philly for uh, because, Diane, you're a little bit younger, so I don't know if you were in the PIW at the time, but when me and Matt were in high school, we graduated in 2003 – Philadelphia wasn't in, even in the PIAA. Nope. So like it made the travel team even more important. Cause it's like, like, even if you're playing in high school, you're only getting scouted at the Philly championship. Yeah. You know, compared yeah. to going against the entire state. Dude, we'd
3: be driving all the way out to Quakertown, driving all yep. the way out to the North. Yeah. We were driving everywhere constantly Cooperstown every year. You know what I mean? It's just like this yeah. huge, and it's all, almost all year round. It's, you yeah. know, when you start fall ball, it just, it's a never ending
4: yeah. thing, but I love it. I love it yeah. so much. When we is there were, that fear yeah. in
1: softball, like baseball, that you'll uh you can't pitch a, a girl every day? They'll throw their arm out, or is the underhand throw and save you a little you bit? You
0: can pitch back to back to back, right? Like okay, wouldn't, would it not like right? Am I right, Diana? If- I mean,
3: it's not yeah, it's it's not so bad. I I pitched a little bit for the Braves and a little bit for Fairmount, and I'm I do not like pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same way reason I don't like third base. Like it's just way too close to the batter. Nah. so i was never a fan oh i've seen so many girls get their teeth knocked out like it's nah. just it's a it's something that i was how never how far
0: with. is it from the pitcher's mound in softball to home plate i have no idea because i think in footage wise men, men's it's 60 right we're
3: shorter but, than men's yeah so don't could you imagine
0: like a grown at like so, what, dude, our... these are
3: butch ass chicks. It's oh, yeah, not nothing. And we're we were conditioning to play, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, throwing, I always said it was perfect pitch, perfect hit, right? Then, when they just nail it right back to the pitcher, oh, yeah. there's nothing that'll make your life slash before your eyes real yeah, quick, you I, know what I mean? I,
1: uh, I, I no longer uh joke about female athletes because when I was in college one time, uh, I'm on the wrestling team and I'm doing uh pull ups and I'm struggling on my last set of pull ups. And the uh, power forward for the girls' basketball team walks up behind me, puts her hand on the small of my back, and pushes me up and goes, you got this, big dog. The (laughs) softball team had some girls that were just as, as strong as her, so I realized, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. There
3: was girls who could drop bombs. There were girls. I had a counter at one point, you know what I mean? But you are conditioning for that all almost all year round. So it's, it's, it is fucking scary to be that close to it. It's too close.
0: You know what I mean? So I wasn't a fan. What year did you graduate high school, Diana? 2008. Okay. Ah. So when we were in high school, there was a girl that went to our school. uh, Right. She was a thousand point scorer in basketball. Right. And she was uh, like in softball. She broke all like the Southeast Region records for strikeouts and stuff. She was like six one or six two yeah. as a girl, right? But like, could she? She would pitch and fucking throw in smoke. Because I guess the way the stance is, it's a lot of like when you take that first step, it's the foot separation, right? And like you, if you have a long one, you can really get into the throw. Yeah, I'm, it's a lot know. of
3: momentum, and yeah. it's a, there's a lot involved in throwing a good pitch. And there's so many different, like if someone throwing a change up that fucked me up every almost every time. I was oh, pretty man. good hitter, but. Yeah. yeah 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 and it's so it's it's not it's just because it's bigger than a baseball doesn't mean it's easier you know yeah. I, I actually always preferred hitting a baseball over a softball i always oh, had your yeah. I mean, like time you cut
1: off 15 feet so it's like it's less feet it has to travel coming right out of their hand less reaction time yeah
3: yeah uh if there is anything to and to this day that i still have it's great reflexes mm. like i am so that's the one thing that's I got good at and that stuck with me. And you know what did it was um you remember? So like my parents weren't sports people. Yeah, I never I didn't have anybody really to like teach me how to play these things unless I went like, but I lived up the street from 21st ward. So I was there yeah. all the time. I was just constantly yeah. over there. But a pitchback I wanted it for Christmas that was like, it's like 40 bucks. You ever see one of them? It's just this net yeah. and yeah. you kind of stake it into the ground. And I was just, I would fire balls at myself.
2: <laughs> and and I
3: ended up with these really good reflexes. That was probably like the best thing I could could have done for myself.
0: No, it, that's but, great. Yeah, it seemed like it worked. I would love to see a stat. What do you think has more lesbians, softball or soccer? <laughs> I don't know. I would. I think it's softball. I mean, like besides, like I don't
2: Jenny no, Finch and Cat
0: Osterman. I'm trying to think. You know, all the. I mean. You know,
3: i don't think there was any lesbians on my team
0: i mean I knew you one you went to an all girls well, school weren't you and all? i also
3: played on four teams yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> i and I well, one place
1: it was a it was an all girls catholic school though man like it was
3: <laughs> oh what you think there wasn't any lesbians in my all girls i just catholic think they made you know i think how many? i think they Let's all talk work. about my all girls catholic I'm, school I'm, for a okay, minute well, get, i'm just get, saying i'm just they might
1: not have been as open with it as uh you know if they were not catholic school dude
3: I well, was on night. So the same way, told, we told, or is it
1: more open? Am I wrong? I'm, you told me yeah, yeah.
0: the opposite. She did tell the story about the Valentine from, for,
3: for yeah, Diana. Yeah. Spencer. She was a lesbian. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that but I mean, was like, she
2: on the store? You know <laughs> <team. laughs> yeah.
3: No, she didn't play sports. <laughs> Do you know how many girls were pregnant though? You got to think like the other thing to remember is just cause it was a Catholic school. Like there's still government assistance for some of these kids, right? It's CCIS. Oh yeah. yeah, like I get I'm just saying it's so my high school 19th and vine. And I have someone from every inch of the city. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even people from coming all the way from fucking Somerton, like, and that's a hike to Hallahan. Yeah. So it's like, i met so many different people but i learned i learned how to fight i learned how to like what to avoid there was a girl who came in with a gun once um my first week of school i saw a girl get her hair ripped out of her head and it was like the big it was like are you i don't want to fucking go here it was immediate like i want to go to Carroll. i don't want to be in hallahan and then what else like i learned you end up changing it was bad as shit
0: did you end up like, like, obviously you stuck with it. And like, are you happy that you stuck with it and stayed at Oh, uh, yeah.
3: The really? street smarts alone that I learned. And I, I can't speak for everybody's experience, right? Because it's like how we were talking the other yeah. day, how there's like different clicks and stuff like that. There was the same at Hallingham. But I tried, I was kind of friends with everybody. And I was kind of, uh, I was a lot of trouble one and then two (laughs) like i was just roaming around the neighborhood like i wanted to hang out with people all the time so i hung out with whatever whoever wanted to hang out so i'd be in port richmond or i'd be in you know north philly or i'd be in Ah, port richmond yeah i'd just be all over the place so i learned a lot (laughs) i learned a lot of things um but yeah no i wouldn't trade that for for anything nice yeah I, you because we would meet our friends from Roxborough who went to carol and kendrick and it was like we had still things in common but it was like very clear we were having different lives you know what i'm saying right,
2: right. yeah it was
0: it was a weird thing yeah some better some worse right but
3: well yeah you hang out with them on the weekends and it's like oh, like we, we're having two totally different experiences it was very clear you know what i mean and i would go yeah. to their dances their high school dances and like, look at this fucking place. This is crazy, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. You were blown away by some shitty, yeah, <laughs> schools. Like you thought LC was big. That place is a freaking nothing. But really? okay, yeah. Oh, it's not. It it's absolutely. It's not like there. I don't even want to get into it. It's it's the whole thing. But uh, so <laughs> either way, so you're at Hallahan, right? In all girls Catholic high school in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. right? You're there. So this is also kind of when you started working. Is that right?
3: Yeah. So I've kind of been on my own since I was 16 or 17, I think 16. So I was bad. Like I said, I was a bit, I was, I was trouble. <laughs> um, I was constantly in trouble. Like the disciplinarian had my phone number. Like it was a constant, constant, constant thing. Um,
1: the so they was stood a- for demerit.
3: Yeah. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the dangerous demerit. I got, de- sus- merit. I got de-merit suspended. S-
3: suspended so many times. I almost got expelled.
0: Um, <laughs> well, my I got junior it. year. I mean, okay. I won't say it. I mean, I got expelled twice. What are you gonna? Did do? you? Yeah. I got
3: suspended a lot. I never got. Ex- I got close to getting it. I the, So I stole it. You guys AP. have
0: ISS? in no. suspension. That was the worst. Yes. Oh my God.
3: Uh, yes. They are the worst. They at least sent me home.
1: Yeah. A, a, About as, Saturday that's a club baby It's iconic. Dude, no. I had
3: dis- I had disciplinary summer school. That one was was pretty rough. That's a rough. One. Oh, so not
1: even for grades, just because you misbehaved.
3: Yep. Disciplinary summer school. Like sit so, here and behave. <laughs> yeah, I basically
2: cleaned.
3: <laughs> I cleaned oh. the school every day. Yeah,
1: will, they'll do that silence. To you the you to Catholics go in your in uniform. I mean, you know what? It's better than being expelled though.
3: (laughs) Yeah, kind of. (laughs) I don't know what would have happened if I got expelled. But so I've just been on my own for a while. And my parents, yeah, dude. I I should be I should have been dead. I should have been murdered. And like some of the shit I was doing, dude, I'm running through these neighborhoods like I'll never raise my kids in the city because of this. (laughs) Because of what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. walking into a bar in Southwest Philly when I was 17. I I, like, it was just (laughs) some of the, some of the situations, it was just like, I think back on it like, Oh my God, how did I get out of there alive?
0: Yeah. Did you think (laughs) like, I mean, you being a girl might've helped at some, I mean, Walking oh, to a bar in southwest Philly. I mean, if it was me. Well, maybe have helped her get, get
1: into it. the bar. Yeah. Once yeah. in the bar. <laughs> been, yeah. Yeah, it might have been more trouble than it was worth once you're of in all
3: the bar. that is the only neighborhood I am scared of in Philadelphia because of yeah. that experience.
0: Southwest? I like I've never really? southwest.
3: Yep. Straight up.
0: For sure why what happened are you i mean it was just
3: terrifying yeah all of it i was. say that was one of the there wasn't many of those moments but that's one of the moments where like your intuition kicks in as a kid like all right maybe i should leave yeah <laughs> you know I what i mean up. like i said had probably, yeah, a couple times go.
1: like where you're too drunk and you just wander in a place and you're like oh it's a bar what's the worst that could happen and then all of a sudden you're like oh
3: yeah. yeah. No, I was stone leave. cold sober to yeah. the people <laughs> yeah. that were older than me and I just shouldn't have been there. It was You're just like, like a very clear, like, something bad's going to happen if I don't get out of here. <laughs> yeah, And like, you know, there was no Uber or anything like that. You know, it wasn't
4: that easy to leave.
3: So, yeah. That was, a, that was a scary night. But, uh, yeah, I was running around all over the place. But I, uh, my parents didn't pay for anything. My parents paid for tuition. And that was okay. it. So, if I got kicked out of there, I was, I was done. You know what I mean? But as far as like my class ring, my prom, anything I wanted to do, I had to pay softball. I had to pay for them. Like all those things I had to pay for. So I started working and I've always, I should throw it all the way back. I've always been a worker. I've always been hustling. I've always been working the minute, so I lived when
1: I was a kid. Um, That's what you learned from those girls at Hallahan's. Got
3: yeah, I learned it from my dad. <laughs> my dad's one of ah. the hardest working dudes I know, and he's always threw that into me. Like you have to work. Like I had to work to get ice cream man money. I had to like weed ah. outside or something. You know what I mean? I like that. So uh, that was always our thing. But I remember, I'll never forget it. We lived right outside an apartment complex. Like their driveway was at the end of our house. Yeah. And I had said one day that I wanted to do a lemonade stand, and that was it
1: the minute
3: like my dad explained overhead to me like i remember him talking to me about it like yeah. how it works and how i'm making money like, i'm gonna know?
1: charge a dime for a cup music like, well if you
2: look at the, your best, thing, the yeah. best
3: thing you could do is be a little girl outside of a fucking apartment <laughs> complex with lemonade no one can drive past
2: <laughs> and as soon as
3: i got that i was like we're doing this every weekend fuck whedon i'm selling lemonade
0: did it work? You
3: know? Oh, my God. I made mean, so much money doing that. Yeah. Really? So then, How much
0: did you charge?
3: <clears throat> Fifth label. Was, I mean, I was little. A quarter, 50 cents. You know what I okay. mean? Like you're talking. But still, different...
0: it's like it's three dollars for like a whole thing, a country. Time. Yeah. Exactly. So, you, you know, like, yeah. back I'll in
3: 1998, it's not even like it's now. Oh, yeah. I don't even yeah. know what they call it. A dollar ninety
0: nine. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, it's
3: just a quarter. And it's not like, you know, everyone had cash on them back then. Oh, so yeah, it wasn't yeah. like
1: they're
0: probably like here's
1: a dollar keep the dollar just keep it yeah yeah there's a good story i'll I'll find it and send it to you guys but like there was a kid that was doing a lemonade stand and someone called the cops on him because he didn't have a permit because they're just you know like busy body neighbors and so the cops the cops showed up with the permit had the kid little kid fill out the permit and then the cop paid the fee for him that way he could keep doing his lemonade stand Uh, oh that's so great good fuck those people
0: (laughs) that's those pe- those kind of people are fucking. I hope they get weeded out. Those people are pieces of yeah, shit. Yeah, no, but Who I just thought it was that funny. It's like, all right, thing.
1: yeah, technically you might be breaking the law, but we'll just bring him his permit and we'll uh, pay the $20 fee. And there you go, kid.
0: Yeah. And the stupid asshole that tried to call it in to be fucking yeah. Johnny Stewart. I, to- yeah,
1: I think they brought license and inspection with them. Just to- <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's great to just shove it up their ass. That's awesome. <laughs> good, good for that cop. That was a great move. Shout out to him. He's a fan of the show, listener to the show. Okay, so uh, besides selling lemonade and you know squeezing pennies out of people, uh, what would you say was your first job ever? Like job, job.
3: My first on paper job, my first my first a job, would be Cold Stone Creamery. Oh, ah. okay,
0: okay, okay. Yep. Let's talk. So, uh, <laughs> former guest of the show, friend of the show, uh, Jill Byers she worked at a place called Maggie Moose. and apparently Maggie Moose and cold stone are like the bloods and the Crips. So uh, she did not have really nice words for cold stone stone, cold creamery. So how did you like working there? What did you think? What did you learn? First job? What'd you think?
3: First job? Uh, well, like Maggie Moose, If it, I think, I'm, I think I know where you're talking about. It's all the way out in like Quakertown, right? Uh, or out one, in Alperkesy or somewhere around there? Uh
0: there might be one there, but the one I'm talking about is in the uh, land of the free home of the brave land, Sophia. Uh,
3: okay. Well, it was nowhere near where I was working. So <laughs> I
0: don't know about that rivalry.
3: <laughs> um <laughs> But what I learned, like I think that was the first job I well, it was my first job, but um that was the first time I got a taste of tips.
2: Ooh,
0: and ah. then yeah and uh so is it true do you have i mean oh at maggie moves i think if they got a tip they had to like sing a song or something we had to
3: too yeah that didn't last (laughs) that didn't last long in roxborough Uh,
0: oh (laughs) shit what would you have to like you would have to be like thank you for your tip you're a such nice person yeah they
3: had they had like pre-made scripted shit for us oh boy that would yeah. piss me but it's off. like me and all my friends like it's all the neighborhood kids you know what i mean we were all like mm.
1: the yeah, hardest laugh i ever got money. was that at, at the cold stone in uh port richmond we were uh we were imbibing and uh it was uh one of the uh, game of thrones season premieres was coming on i'm like Ooh. oh let's go get some ice cream beforehand so we go to yeah. the cold stone creamery and uh you know we get up to the, the stand and the girl working the stand goes to me and my wife. She goes, "Are you together?" I'm like, "Yeah." Well, but not sexually. And oh, she thought that. <laughs> well, my
3: my my dad when I when he found out we sang for tips, so I I hid that for a while. Yeah. And then when he found that out, he walks in with a fucking bag of pennies, and I was like, "We're not doing this, Dad. <laughs> We're not doing this." <laughs>
2: What a fucking move! <laughs> so
0: his idea was to just be like, "Okay, one song, please," <laughs> right? And just like, "Oh nope. my god!" He walked
3: in just holding the bag. I was like, "Oh my fucking
0: god!" That my is, family so tortures. That I is- my family
3: torture. That my family. Is a very torturous group of people. It's like how we survive. (laughs) You can't. If your significant other can't be a part of that, like you're not gonna. It's not gonna. You're not gonna
1: make it. It's a prerequisite for the relationship. Yeah. Um, My cousins. Everything. They're fucking ruthless.
0: Your dad. That was a hilarious move by your dad, though. I'm a big fan of that. That was funny. Nice. So good for him. Hey. Awesome. So what did? did How did you? How did you like working there? Um. I. I
3: remember. I. I quit over the phone. Like, I just didn't want to go. Yeah. And I can't remember. Like, that was, I quit. It was the first and probably only time I quit without backup. Nice. Um, But I I remember, I don't think I worked there for too long.
0: I did that at Pete's house one time. I was working at Wawa. And, uh, we had had like, uh, we were in high school still. And we had had like a long night, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to be working the day shift at Wawa the next day. And I would have been working there for a couple of months and things were whatever. But, uh, I eventually was like, I, you know, I knew I was like, I'm going to quit this. And I knew I was going to end up working somewhere else. And I kind of had it lined up and I was just like, you know what, I fucking, I'm not working there today and they called. They're like, hey, Matt, (laughs) you were supposed to be here, and I'm standing in Pete's, and they called, like because they called my house. I didn't have a cell phone at the time. They called my house. My dad was like, hey, he's at his friend's house. Call his friend's house. They called Pete's house. Pete's mom answers the phone, and it's like, Matt, uh, you got a phone call, and I'm like, all right. (laughs) I go and answer it, and it's like, he's like, hey, Matt, this is blah, blah, blah from Wawa. You're a little late for your shift, buddy. Everything okay? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I'm gonna quit, and he's like, (laughs) oh well don't ever come back and then hung up on me oh my god and then me and pete went and had a rager and that's what we do i was at a pool
3: party i was at a pool party and i called in and the chick was she thought she was putting me on hold and i was just calling the call out she thought she was putting me on hold but she kept hanging up on me so i like called three times and the third time i just like i didn't I, i just let it go and then i got a phone call I was like, well, I was calling to just, you know, say I'm not coming in today, but I'm not coming in at all anymore since you can't even fucking keep me on the phone. Like I, I took it personally <laughs> and used it as an excuse, you know what I
2: mean?
0: One of those moments that you're you using a sick day. But,
1: yeah, yeah, they gave
3: it to me. She gave me the reason. So nice.
1: th- that nice. was you're, that. You, so you're using a sick day today? I'm using a sick life. Uh, yeah, I'm not back. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm not working under these kind of circumstances. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're done here,
0: Bub. All right. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So <laughs> you then left- uh, yeah, go Yeah,
3: ahead. after there, so I've had a million jobs.
0: You didn't have a once few, you're, got, once, you're up there.
3: Yeah, once I started getting a taste of money, um, that was a game changer. So after there, I went to CVS, and I worked at CVS for, I was a photo lab technician, so I was at CVS ah, for a couple of years, ah,
0: So were you, actually. like, the passport photo person, and, like... Well, back the- then,
3: I was developing... Yeah, oh,
0: There's actually wow. real cameras. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it wasn't like a digital thing. You were, like, <laughs> developing actual pictures that people held in their hands.
2: Yeah, was so was developing. Diana, did
0: you, ever,
1: did you ever stumble across any photos that were oh, too I personal sure for you to be
3: still
2: have? <laughs> I sure have.
3: So, they told us, like, the only thing we have to report is kids if we see right, yeah, inappropriate no, I, kid hopefully. shit. But you, because you have to go in. So, sometimes um, I remember, like, do you see would be every weird.
1: picture?
3: Yeah, because your exposure would be weird. If your exposure would go off, the computer would stop and say, "Look at this and adjust it." So we would adjust your. We would kind of like, uh, fo- like not Photoshop, but adjust your picture so that when it printed, it printed clearly. So we did see just about every single picture that came through. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if I always wonder filmed... about that, like because now it's like it's like oh what like what like everyone's always it's like yeah well back in the day if you had to take a picture someone had to develop that picture yeah so there was some risk was involved before you took photo. that was yeah. the
3: most entertaining part of that job that was not a fun job like, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I
1: had a couple of disposable cameras in my life where I just tossed in the trash and, like this is better off not being used yeah,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. that'd be kind of great like. You're looking at, like, okay, this is Sarah's bat mitzvah. Uh, this is Larry's birthday. And oh, Mr. Jennings. Wow. Yeah. You it's like a, a
3: couple on vacation, their disposable <laughs> camera. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great, though. I mean, you know, that's what it was back in the day. I mean, so that was
3: that was the first job I got fired from, and
0: that's a great oh. story.
1: Oh so wow! What happened? Oh here? wow!
0: Dude, one tell. of my
3: friends, one of my friends came in, and Matt, you know him, and I'm going to ask you to edit his name out, but came in, and we were
0: like, <laughs> I we were can't, like, I, oh, I want to get him on the show. I fucking you love. Need to, I you fucking need to. You need to. I love that. I. Fucking we were like, love that kid. We
3: were like 16, 16 or seventeen. And he came in in you know, a fucking sweat and he's in front of me. He's like, and he's got a box of condoms and he's like, I don't have enough money for these, but I need it. <laughs> like it was very, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And in a rush. So I was like, he's like, I got to save my future
1: it. because this is happening either way. You
3: yeah. Can- <laughs> so I'm like, just leave whatever you, like I'm looking at him dead in the eye and trying not to like move my mouth. I was like, just leave whatever money you have on the counter and go. And he's like, all right. So I rearranged the price of it and then whatever he had, I put in the register, right? And I ended up getting caught and got fired. Oh! <laughs> What's hey. the statute of limitations on on like diming myself out for shit? Because I did more shit.
1: Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Don't, no, most of the stuff, and number one, like if you explain it to anyone now, they'd be pissed off at CVS. You're like, yo, Oh, you try to stop an unwanted pregnancy, motherfucker! Like yeah, that, uh, whatever. However much money he like was saving was worth it. Well, I'm talking about me. So if
3: I did more shady yeah. shit while I was there, would I get in trouble for it now?
1: Nope, statute of uh, limitations no, I unless is you fast. Murdered someone? Yeah
3: so i hustled when i worked at that place so crest white strips had just come out and i used to yank them and take them to school and sell them i stole (laughs) cigarettes at school and sold them at school i was like i was making money off
2: of (laughs) see make
0: that
3: money so when they caught me with they're like you rearranged the price on the condom, i was like yeah i guess i I guess i did that's it bro. that's i'm
0: gonna get pinged for this at least you're not missing the the carton of fucking newports i took i am so
3: sorry it's i'm I'm sorry i'm gonna leave now you know what i mean like, no questions asked. <laughs> I'm out. Don't look I, into it any further.
0: <laughs> I did that at, when I was at Wawa. I would like, any, I'd just be like, you know, I think Pete, you probably got it. And I know Bach got it where like I'd be like, just come in and then go up, pretend you're hitting something on the screen, tell me what you want, and I'll just make it to you yeah. and give it to you. And you walk out. Yeah. That's, I used to just take them to school. But I mean, I was time.
3: making, I was paying for a lot of shit. Softball wasn't cheap, one, yeah. like none of this shit was cheap. And yeah. then here I am making 650 an hour tax you know yeah. what i mean like yeah I oh yeah it shit.
2: Nothing. yeah uh, but
3: i was there almost full time like i was constant i would show up to games in my uniform and shit like i had to switch out like i was constantly yeah. they for the most part worked with my sports schedule that's why i kind of hung there nice so then mm. after i got fired there i went to this place called crossroads coffee house on it was excuse me it was on ridge avenue do you remember where sneaker town was do you remember
0: i, I freaking loved sneaker yeah. town so i li- two- that pete that was in between Rivka and uh Crams, huh. right? Yeah. So we lived on Rivka Street, me and Pete and some jerk that I played in Mario Kart. And so there was
3: a corner store that was like there was a jewelry store and yeah, then like and a, the dollar uh,
0: save was there.
3: No, no. So on the corner of Crams is like a ju- it was either a jewelry store. No, it was a um little like market, like that. Yeah, dollar, it was the dollar yeah.
0: mark. Yeah.
3: No, not the dollar general. Oh, that's down the street. But anyway, there was like I was like yeah, three, a little market and... so,
1: right where like Santucci's is now. Yeah, others, right, on, I'm
3: on the other side of the street, crams Yeah,
1: i on the
0: other side. I know it where was Crossroads this... is. Bell worked yeah. there. Who? John Bell worked there. Oh, I don't think we worked there at the same time. Probably not.
3: So <laughs> I worked at Crossroads for years. That was so I really liked that job. And what did you do there? A,
0: were you a barista? I was, a, I
3: was a barista. Yeah. Oh, you wow. did everything there. So I was I was the cook, I was the barista, and I liked it because like that was the first time I've ever seen an open mic night before, you know what I mean? And
0: you were... you liked the open mic night?
3: Oh my god, it was hilarious. Of course I like the open mic <laughs> Like hilarious, like me? a
0: train wreck's hilarious. Laughing with yes! them or laughing okay. at them? Okay. It was so fucking
3: entertaining.
0: <laughs> you saw this guy up there, like, guys, I'm just here and I'm gonna jam let's go yeah
3: on my acoustic here we go (laughs) and it was amazing
1: yeah and then
3: there's cds trying to sell their cds with
1: it so
3: (laughs) i loved that job they were the late
1: 2000s were the end of that uh generation x like whole kind of culture thing we're going to the coffee house yeah (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. and it was for the most part kind of it wasn't busy during the day but it was actually weirdly busy at night um mm. and so I really liked that job that was another one he really he he the owner of that place I actually don't think he's alive anymore he got sick but he was uh. really cool and he really worked with my softball schedule so everything revolved around being able to let me play sports, right, sports however yeah. I always had I was always a worker like there were times where I skipped shit to go work cuz I wanted money you know what yeah. I mean and yeah. at that time I think I was living with one of my friends and like I was trying to give her parents money, you know what I mean? Like I would come home with—they never took it from me, but like I would always come home with cake and shit like that, like whatever (laughs) that was going to get tossed at the coffee house, yeah, and stuff. So I really liked working there. And one of the most interesting days, I was sitting at so during the day it wasn't busy, and I would just sit outside on the little bistro set that was out there and just bring the phone out with me in case it rang and just sit there. I would just sit there listening to music or doing homework or whatever. I wasn't doing homework, but. Or was this high, school or college? high school high school so the one day i'm sitting there and i'm just like i look up and that's where i learned ridge avenue is the best place to fucking people watch
1: between oh, it's
3: not yeah between i mean it's nothing like it is now you know what i mean nah. it was just but i've never people watched ridge rats before so that was like a whole nother, I don't know. I mean, Peck that's all rich, rats?
2: Yeah. Is
3: that,
2: yeah, I, was, I was
3: just going to say, so when we were kids, we weren't allowed to walk on Ridge Avenue. That was
1: like a thing oh, for really? our
3: parents. Yeah. You're not allowed on like, right, that section of Ridge. That's where the, the adults go
1: when they're drunk and they want to get Wawa or seven or don't, don't be caught
3: dead. walking up and down Ridge Avenue. It's just, you're not, really? you're not
1: allowed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that,
0: don't be a Ridge rat. That, it was that. Oh, okay. So it was that there was like people there
1: that were, you know, not good. It's like Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast. It's just like, hey, this is where adults are. They might be drunk. They might be a little high. You never know what's going on. Stay away from it. it. Stay off of it.
3: There's no playgrounds
1: on it. So,
3: but people watching was great. So the one day I'm sitting there and like I started making friends, you know what I mean? Like. You're like, hey,
0: "Hey, cigarette Bob. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The chick from Nina's is outside smoking. I'm like, hey, Crystal, you know what I mean? Like talking to everybody. So the one day I'm sitting outside and up, uh, is it? It's not Leverington. Du, Dupont, maybe. Yeah. I can't, there's a bank there. Yeah. I can't remember which street it is. It's Dupont. It's so, Dupont you're right. and Green. Right. Yeah. yeah you're so right. I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting, um, and watching, and I just see like eleven cops coming up this street, and I'm like, what the? In like full SWAT. I'm like, on what their the foot.
0: Wait, wait, in on foot
3: yeah okay like sneaking on the side of the building I'm like what the fuck is that and then I look to my left and the same thing's happening coming up Ridge Avenue I'm like what the fuck is going on so I'm like I have the best seat in the house you know what I mean yeah they bum rush the fucking vacuum store turns out there's just been a whole drug thing going they were bringing out trash bags for the vacuum store the vacuum store was a front for, yeah.
0: and so what they just had like a ton of what just all kinds of drugs like yeah coke
3: and shit like they were just literally black contractors bags the cops just walking out with black contractors bags full of drugs
0: oh my god yeah
3: it was wild that was like i put kicking in the door and shit screaming guns pointing like i never that was the first time i ever seen anything like that you know yeah, what i, mean?
2: that must I was be like incredible. what
3: this is crazy <laughs> <laughs>
0: damn so that must have been fucking nuts yeah,
3: that was that... intense for like 16 you're like what the fuck is going on
0: imagine if you had a camera phone then oh my right? god jesus nah, Christ. It was
3: flip phone era <laughs>
0: ne-
3: next tells you had
0: your uh, you had your razor you had your chirping
3: people i did have a razor my pink razor
0: <laughs> ladies love the razor nice wait
4: what do you mean now a word from our sponsor are you someone who struggles picking a podcast to listen to because your time is extremely valuable yeah, how'd you know? Are you someone who says, Damn, there's not enough hours in the day to pick just one?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Wait, what the fuck? Or are you someone who's interested in a podcast where they interview a wide range of people and find out how the hell they ended up in their profession? <laughs> it's like you read my mind. If can you help Oh me out? shit! Shit! Unrelated well, note while we call the police. If you fuck. said yes to okay. all those questions and look no further and allow me to introduce you to it's the Working it's Perspectives good, Podcast, hosted by executive Frank, producer Matt done. Lavelle and accompanied by co-host party boy Pig McCorn. As mentioned, they interview a wide range of people of and find out how in the purple and fuck. They ended up in their you professions, I which I think, in my opinion, light. as someone who previously jumped off from one man. place to another so until I found something I'm good at, this is something worth sudden, investing your time in. in you will learn about jobs that about you never knew existed. Podcast, Feel the grind that some, some of these people felt before getting to where they are today. And just like me, it'll maybe help you find that motivation you're looking for to pursue and what it is you want to do. And also, they have great segments in the middle of the show, such as The Weekend Poppin'. Give it a shot. We gotta go my to two favorites, we Memory go Lane and What's Going Down in Gamertown, Wait, which is a segment I'm part of, so you should definitely look into it.
2: No, so, that being said, this why, after this video, go out and listen out? to
4: The Working Prospectus Podcast. You can find because them on I Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google well, Podcasts, you TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. All links business? are in the, the bootleg link bootleg tree, movie? which is in the description. And now, back to the episode. the movie's and theaters, it's going to go on the streaming services.
0: So okay, so you're at Crossroads for a while, right? Yeah, you I was there. there.
3: I graduated. Why did high you sc-
0: Why did you leave there?
3: So I graduated high school okay. and went to Bloomsburg. I actually did not Ooh. want to go to Bloomsburg. My mom, Bloomsburg. my mom applied for me and didn't tell yeah. me. Ooh. And that's where I ended up getting dropped off. In the I cried. I'm like, it's always fucking. Why Bloomsburg? Why did like, want you go there? You me, huh? Why did you want you to go to Bloomsburg? This is like four thousand a year. No. state school yeah. Why, <laughs> and two but, hours away from her i don't know why oh
0: okay and you didn't like it just because it was out no, in the middle so of nowhere
3: we're driving up there and i'm just i remember crying the whole way there like i where the fuck are you taking me like you're just when did me you off find out you were going like in the boonies when i couldn't and i didn't get in anywhere else <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I So I, when I was uh, almost, well, all the times I was suspended and the, almost expelled, my, my guidance counselor, whenever they asked that on an application, I had asked her, like, what do I do? Like, are they going to follow up on this? Do I tell them what happened or not? she's like oh no they're gonna call and check it so just write down what and they never fucking called like i wrote that on all of my applications and they never you know what i mean this bitch just fucked me my grades weren't my grades were fine because i cheated all the time so (laughs) it had nothing to do with my grades it was that hopefully
1: you didn't put that on the application as well look i I cheat i'm uh uh, i put
3: way more effort into cheating than i
1: do studying. just know that
0: you know what the move uh, was? Ronnie
1: did not Ronnie didn't get his girlfriend pregnant because of me, so yeah. <laughs> right?
0: I found I figured out the move of uh the size 3 font, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Is that you would print out something in size 3 font and you could fold it and keep it in between your finger and uh, then take it out during test. Please,
3: I had a I had it stapled to the hem of my skirt. So you
2: stirred up. <laughs> that is the best. I
3: had I had so many, it's not even I used to steal, so that's all that's why I almost got expelled. I used to steal, um I was a little thief. <laughs> I used to steal the uh what's it called? The answer keys before the tests. I knew ah. where my teachers kept them. Ooh. So I learned. Learned that one pretty quickly and desks. yeah that's where i got dimed out i got dimed out uh, my junior year for stealing the ap chem exam
0: who's who what another student you
3: know what yeah and i didn't find out they every everybody has kept that a secret from me until like four years ago like it was it was that (laughs) bad when i got in trouble yeah and then it's like
0: and you know who the girl is now now
1: i do yeah Hmm. was she valedictorian was there like was she trying to like hold on to a prize or something or was she one of the the lesbians on the softball
0: team that had a crush on you
3: she was on the student council
0: Mm, a lesbian so the
3: i guess it was her duty or whatever i don't know oh, i didn't know I, fucking
0: was, I was hot
3: about it the fact that that was held for me till i was like 28 is you're, still, you're still hot <laughs> about it Mad? Yeah. no i'm not mad about it now
0: you I would fucking slice her right now if you could
3: I, I look her in the eye and say you were a snitch you yeah,
0: snitch, you snitch.
3: <laughs> do you know what position you put me in like they pulled me in and were like tell us who has it I was like, I'm I, I'm not doing that. Do You want me to die? I'm not
1: fucking doing that. You know what Whoa. I mean? Like, you're,
3: you want me to sit here and dime all these people out my way.
1: Yeah. So that's why and the key is always to get one or two possible. questions wrong, just to be like, yeah. hey.
3: Well, she just straight up died me out. Like, they knew I had it. They knew I gave right, it right. out. You know what I mean? Last day of school, they pulled me out of class. I was supposed to get my driver's license that day and shit. Like, uh, it was just, yeah. So, like, this, uh. This girl sounds
0: I, like the worst.
3: Yeah, I uh, she wasn't weirdly. I don't even I'm trying to remember how she treated me my senior year because like my senior year was weird. I walked in there and people were like mad at me. How the fuck is she still here and shit like that? Like shocked that I wasn't expelled. But I did did a whole fucking summer, you know, disciplinary summer school and didn't snitch anybody out. Like I didn't have to do that. I could have told on everybody and walked away (laughs) and I didn't. So they were giving me shit senior year
2: and then senior year.
3: It was like I was on my best behavior because I had a foot out the door. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. So but, uh, okay, so you're at Bloomsburg, right? What's yeah. going on at? How long were you there for?
3: Uh, a summer. So I was I was a freshman summer
1: session,
0: and okay. I had
1: a blast. I quickly
0: <laughs> adapted,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> that cry yeah. that, that frown turned upside down in a matter of yeah. what minutes?
2: Yeah,
0: it, yeah,
1: about a week. The bo- in
0: the, it might be in the boonies, but people in the boonies love to drink. So I've my, never
1: heard. I, I know plenty people in Bloomsburg and no one had a bad time. Yeah. No, no, not at all. So my roommate, up ended there up, too.
3: my roommate ended up not coming.
1: So I had my own room. I had no roommate okay, in the door. You had the door meeting was the chase them out.
3: Yep. Then I started dating a guy in a frat and would sleep at his place and rent out my room on the weekends for cash. Yeah. So I was like, (laughs) I could not find a job up there for the life of me, for the life of me. I tried so hard to get a job up there and it was not fucking happening,
0: dude. So I think, oh, wow. I mean, you would rent out your rooms on the weekend for people would like come up and be like, Hey, I'm just here to party. You know, how much? Yeah. What, is it like 50 bucks? All right, fine. 50 bucks. You got have yep, my room. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Oh, you can have right my room. Here's the keys. Go ahead. Have fun. No, have kidding. good weekend.
0: Uh, side note. Um, I think, I believe, I believe, no, he didn't. I thought Strong Stem went to Bloomsburg, but I think he went no, to Strasburg. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Pete. All right. I was fucking wrong. All right, Pete. Yeah.
3: See, <laughs> so I had a um,
2: fucking throw it in my I-
3: I had a lot of fun up there, but no one told me I could change my schedule, which I should have done because um, mm. I had a college <laughs> study course first thing in the morning, like 8 a.m. And I didn't I barely went to any of them. Yeah. So the semester, <laughs> the semester ends and I end up failing that class. And I remember being on the phone with that professor like I was already so I had gotten my second underage up there and I already <laughs> was told not to come home.
2: Um, ooh, so, ooh, ooh, I was, yeah,
3: I, I, middle of the night hammered hammered i'm trying to convince this cop that he doesn't want to call my mom he's like i have to you're 17 i was like I'm, I'm i promise you you don't have to and yeah. you're you're <laughs> gonna regret waking my mom up like i promise yeah. so like he calls my mom and i can't hear him but i can see his face and i'm just sitting there hammered like looking and laughing because i can see whatever i don't know what she was saying to him but he like he, yeah. She was yelling.
0: He was like, oh, she was right. I shouldn't have
2: called. Yeah, yeah. She so was like, <laughs> she wants
3: to talk to you. I was like, do I have to? <laughs> He's <was> like, yeah. <laughs> so I pick up the phone. Both parents are on the phone. They're on a Ooh. separate phone in the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> the landline. They're in two separate rooms. <laughs> flipping out at me. And I think my dad was like, you know, you're really on my shit list. And I was like, well, you can add a tattoo to your shit list. Because I just got one of those, too.
0: Oh. So I I'm hammered.
3: And then it was just, don't come home. Click. I was like, fuck.
0: The cop so, is probably like, this fucking girl is hilarious. Yeah, i like, can
3: I go now? Or am I being detained? What's up? Yeah. So, funny enough, I got, right, it was with the guy, and his name was Brian Spencer, and they kept calling us Mr. Mrs. Spencer the whole oh, time. Oh, alright,
0: we're gonna and talk. And they had him locked
3: up in a cell and had me, like, at a chair and a desk. I mean,
0: I can keep that guy's name It was in funny. Here. Why the fuck does it matter, right? It was hilarious. No, <laughs> he
3: ain't listening.
2: Yeah, <laughs> So,
3: (laughs) so yeah, so I was on the phone with my professor saying like, you can't, I'm not gonna, I got You're gonna kick me out of school. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't fail me. And she was like, well, you didn't show up to class. I was like, and I aced every test, didn't I? And she was like, excuse me. I was like, I got put in a college study skills class because somehow I didn't make it to college without that one. And two, I came for every test and I passed all of them. She goes, but you have to participate in class. I was like, for what? I, I have college <laughs> study skills. So I was like arguing with her and it just didn't work. So I got sent home.
0: <laughs> what a jerk. Did you, really, did you really pass every test?
3: Yeah, I went in for the test. Then why yes, the fuck does it matter? Why does it matter? I don't know. Well,
1: Matt, that that's uh yet you your syllabus. So when I was in college, uh, now everyone
0: has look, like I haven't had syllabus in years, okay, Pete. All right. <laughs> I took the penicillin, I'm fine. No, keep going. Okay, <laughs> well, syllabus.
1: When I was at Drexel, we had D review D U review before uh my my professor and they would put all the uh, the college syllabuses on. So some of the syllabuses like they'll be like attendance is fifty percent of the class or forty yeah. percent of the class or whatever. So you you can't pass unless you go to class. I would always pick the class that uh, had no attendance. It was all midterm and finals.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know I was allowed to pick classes and have different yeah, exactly, classes yeah. and change oh, my wow. rosters and shit. You know what I mean? Like, so I people
0: anywhere, talk so. about that. Like, hey, you want to do this class because this guy doesn't give a freshman fuck about year, attendance. you find
1: out all the stuff about like all the things. You're like, oh, like yeah. yeah, that first term, like you start figuring it all out because your fir- like your freshman year, your first term, it's all assigned to you. They're just like, here's yeah. your classes, take it. And then the next term, that's when you get to go on and, and pick it there.
0: Yeah, you kind of got the shit on the stick on that one, dude. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I so get sent okay.
3: home. My parents were so
0: happy to see you. Yep. you yeah, home. that was pickup
3: day. was great. Um, <laughs> I get sent home. I come home, immediately start working. I went right back to Crossroads. Was there for okay. a while. Okay. And then I left there because I needed a full time job. I, I kind of made the decision that I needed a full. Oh, uh, so while I was in high school, I wanted to be a cop. That was always my thing. So uh, 2000, what? I graduated, and I graduated in 2008. So I'm dealing with the recession right out of high school, and also yeah. the hiring freezes. So yeah. like nowhere was hiring.
2: Yeah, and
3: especially the cops they didn't hire for years. Yeah. So I was just trying to like, okay, what am I going to do? Kind of thing. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I was trying all different shit. My first, this is probably right around when I landed my first managerial job. This was probably, I was working at Crossroads and I, and I was in the mall with my friend, Lindsay, we were all applying for jobs. Just like had a bunch of app. You we know, remember you used to go in and just ask for an application and then yep. fill it out. Yep. So we went to all these different stores, filling fill them out and bring them back. This lady walks up to us and she was like, do you guys want to um, work with Santa? Uh, pictures. Oh, and we okay. were like, we're going to be elves. You know what I mean? And she's like, no, but yeah. And we were like, sold. You know what I mean? Like, no questions. <laughs> so uh, we interview with her. And at the end of the interview, she looks at me. She's like, do you want to be the manager? And I was like, oh, I don't know about all that. You know what I mean? And I was like, what's involved in being a manager? You know? And she's like, well, you, work, you have to work 40 hours a week. You have to run the payroll. You have to do that through the schedules. Like, she's telling me everything. And I'm like sitting there shaking my head. She goes, and it's it's four thousand dollars for five weeks. I was like, done. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. like, okay, yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, I'm 18 years old. And hat, you just tax, for grand. Right.
1: Done. Hat- yeah, hat- but
3: still, I was never handed that kind of money before. I, like thousand dollars a week. You know true. what I mean?
1: Very true. Yeah, back then yeah, that was yeah. I was
3: making rich. Yeah, was minimum wage was six fifty.
0: Pinchetta.
3: So that I did that for years. So Santa and the Easter Bunny. It was seasonal. I made thousands every year and just hired all of my friends and it was a fucking shit show. It was absolutely oh, hilarious. <laughs> so how many
0: years did you do that for? I
3: did that for like three or four years. It was just a random I would double up on whatever I was doing. I was basically like working eighty hour weeks when that was happening. Yeah. It was only for a month. So I was like, fuck yeah, it, you
1: yeah, know? Yeah. And you're like, how close it was it to a uh, bad Santa? Dude,
3: my Santa was awful. I had two Santas, but the one I had the majority <laughs> of the time, I had to do it for longer than four years. He was awful. His name was Paul, and his wife Dawn worked with us. She was the uh, assistant manager, but I wasn't allowed to call him by – we weren't allowed to call him by his name. We had to call him Santa in front of kids. Yeah. So we didn't want to fuck it up, so we never called him Paul. We always called him Santa, and he – hated me me and him <laughs> used to fight but back then i thought i was tough like i had a mouth you know what i mean
2: yeah so like
3: we're <laughs> in the middle of the mall i
0: had oh like- yeah you've gotten rid of that since then yeah well yeah. it was a lot worse <laughs> trust me
3: <laughs> so it was like a line down the mall i got angry parents screaming at me kids screaming you know what i mean and he's fucking fighting with me and there's so many i remember this one time i was like listen santa like yelling at him he hated that I was his manager, that I was a female, that I was younger than him. Like, he hated all oh. of it. And this one little girl's like, she's not getting anything for Christmas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and the Easter Bunny know. would come
3: around and it was all of us. It was all my friends. So it was all of us getting in the suit. And we would be in their shit house. We would be in there hungover. So many people are barfed in that suit, pissed out oh, in that suit, no. falling asleep in it. Yeah. My friend oh Lizzie used no. to do gymnastics in it. Like we would do wow.
0: ridiculous shit. <laughs> Wait, so you did Santa and the Easter bunny? Easter Bunny. The yep, other oh was the same God. photo company. No way. Yep. Wow. That's fucking hilarious. That seems like I mean, on the surface, it seems like that would be an entertaining gig. But in reality, that had to fucking suck.
3: That was my first, like besides CBS and like the occasional bullshit. That was my first like real customer service job. And you got you got stressed out parents with screaming kids around Christmas time. Like it's a fucking lot. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right. That was my
3: first like okay, ma'am, situation. I never I never uh... ever yelled at any customers, but that was the first time i dealt with that that was also the first time i've ever managed people so even with my friends like i had to put them in check you have to fucking show up like you're
0: fucking me if you
3: don't show up i have to come in
0: yeah
3: and all this shit i had to do that a million times go in there in the middle of the night and fix the register someone counted it wrong during their shift like i had to go constantly i was that was my first taste of like managerial responsibility and i've kind of been doing that ever since to be honest
0: Okay. So you just kind of stopped, like, you just were like, all right, I'm not coming back to this one this year. And then you moved on from there to what was after managing the mall Santa.
3: So that was seasonal. So I did that for a couple of years. Um, I think my first job, my first full-time job was at a collection agency.
0: Okay. That was my first you, full-time job. What were you doing there? I was doing collections
3: that was another hard taste of reality. What? Hi, so- my name is Diana. I'm calling from the law offices, blah, blah, blah.
1: It's uh, uh, being your... recorded in yep. case of.
2: For yeah. Your,
3: yeah, for your safety and our own, just calling in regards to your Discover account, which is now blah, blah, blah. People losing their fucking mind on me. Did so you a, get bill... a bill collector. That? No. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, really? No, no, I made
3: it $11 an hour when I left there.
0: Oh, shit. Yep. So that's not fucking. So, like, you were like almost like, I wouldn't say a telemarketer, but you were calling being like, hey, you owe this. I was money. a bill collector. Oh, yeah, okay, exactly. Local...
1: Yeah. So you I thought they got as commissioned. As I thought that hated. was the whole emphasis why they were so gung ho oh, about collecting. Yeah, like, I remember, like, all, you know, you're just like, well, well, who would even like, you know, who cares?
3: <laughs> some people did get commission checked. I didn't because I didn't do that much collection. I was young and I didn't do that much collections. I more kind of took. I did some of it, like I didn't really hunt as much as they were quick calls, like the easy ones. You knew they were going to pay. They were on yep, a plan yep, or whatever the case is. And then I would take all their information. If someone's bank got declined or whatever, their card went bad, I would call them back and shit like that but i got screened that no one no one liked it
1: so no one likes the bill collectors no yep.
0: so, okay so after the bill okay so after the bill collectors then where did you go from there
3: i don't know I, that was my when i got my first apartment i remember that
0: so i mean when did you do the office at the daycare later years later Okay, what trying to like,
3: think. This hop- is this is what's crazy. Like I've i job hopped so much, I don't even know where I went. I think I did go there. No, I went to the security firm after that.
0: Okay. So I so worked in is, security. Okay. So after so after you were at the collection agency, you went to a security firm. What were you doing mm-hmm. at the security firm?
3: Just office work, but mostly yeah. with um sorry, just office work, but mostly they were all armed guards. And that oh, wow. was another weird ah. check. So everyone was just like handing me their guns because I had to write the serial numbers down and I never touched a fucking gun before. But these people oh, were just hand- wow. handing them to me. And I'm like, is this loaded? Can you can you fucking take it from yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. Can and then we did some unarmed gun? stuff. Yeah, we did some unarmed stuff, but that was hard. That was a really like revolving door job. No one ever really stuck with it. But we did like the convention center. We would always do like the flower show and the car show and the gun oh, show and shit nice. like that. And then I left there and then I went to the day, I was at the daycare. I think there might be jobs between there. Okay. All this time I was going to different schools though. Like I was at CCP. That didn't work out. I work always took over whatever I was doing. Okay.
1: That was register for classes, then all of a sudden money starts coming in. You're like, Yeah, I can't
3: skip this shift. I gotta miss class kind of thing. That's kind of how it went. I withdrew from that rule. I always like missed the cutoff to withdraw. I kind of got uh, fucked. I would I would hold steady for a while and then I would watch my average and the minute my average hit the point of no return, I was done, you know? So I went to CCP, I went to Monco and did that. And so I kept switching schools instead of going back to school so that my GPA wouldn't follow me and I wouldn't have to pay for classes twice.
2: Uh, so that was
3: my logic there. Okay. Then I worked at a nursing home full time for a long time
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, just serving food. I actually really liked that job. I had a crazy ass washing boss. Me and her got in a straight up fight in the kitchen That's once. Like- She's like launching plates at me and shit. Yeah. <laughs> what? Your yep, your Gita was her name.
1: Your Gita? She was,
3: she was nuts. Yeah. You're
1: messing with your Gita? I'm, yeah, me and your Is Gita. Is that uh, your Gita with out. a J or a Y? With a J. Oh,
3: <laughs>
0: baby. Your Gita so I left coming there, at you.
3: And then I went to the, then I went, then I was in the daycare. That was a weird job. I didn't, yeah. I don't, I didn't like that one, but I was in the office again. I wasn't really doing much with the kids. Yeah. And then, so I So you were doing heavily, like
0: payroll and the schedule and stuff.
3: Yeah. I started okay. really getting involved with business. I, I started learning the back end of everything. And actually, Santa kind of set me up for that. I was able to go in and say, I have experience with payroll. I have experience with scheduling. Like yeah. I, had, I did have that experience, whether it was what they wanted or not. I did have that experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it worked out for me. Um, after then I ended up working at a hospital in the ER doing registration and I fucking hated that job. That was the one and only job I walked out of guns blazing, lost my mind
0: walking out of there. At the, at the ER, what were you did registration?
3: Yeah. So like you come in, you come in and you get triaged and you go back in your room and then I come in and basically ask for all your information and how you're going to pay for it.
0: Okay. Right, right. And then, so you what happened that? And then she finds drugs? out how many people uh, don't plan on paying for it. Yeah,
3: all the really? drug seekers.
0: All the drug seekers.
3: I would go in like, "What's your name?" I'm like, uh ah, Mary Doe. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. What's your social, Mary Doe? Yeah. One like- one 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 one. I'm like, okay, oh, yes, yeah, how this is
1: gonna go. I'm gonna. So leave you're like, now. what? To, what are you there for? She's like, uh, I want you to insert one of those uh, drips into my arm. That way, I yeah. can shoot up uh, once I get out of here. Much exactly.
3: There was the night shift was pretty entertaining. I will say that. Like I got a bunch of cops who come in with drunk people coming to get their blood type, you know, taken and shit like that. Oh, and like people will come in with shit stuck up their butt. There were oh my god, there was this one guy who had a vibrator. Like a
1: jackass.
3: Yeah, yeah. There was this one guy who had a vibrator stuck in him. And we were giggling about it. Like it's it sucks because you're not supposed to, but we were fucking giggling about it. Oh, was it I like
1: mean? a little bullet, or was it like one of those big? Like was it like something like oh this? I think this it was like out. a
3: bullet. I don't know. I didn't see the X rays. I just saw a foreign body. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. <sighs> So I go in his room and I start asking all sorts of questions that I have no business asking because they don't know any better.
0: You know what I mean? They just see scrubs and they're like, oh, she's got a doctor or a nurse or something. Yeah. So
3: I'm in there. I think I was in there. The whole thing was to make someone laugh, like try to get someone to break whoever was in the room, whether it was a nurse's aide or a nurse or whatever, a CNA. So whoever was in the room, I'm in there. I'm like asking, okay, what's your name? Is this your address? Your social? What insurance do you have? I was like, okay. And are you feeling any discomfort? Like this is when I asked nothing. I asked nothing about anyone's health. Yeah. But here I am doing it. Are you feeling any discomfort right now? <laughs> no, I think I'm all right for the moment. I'm like, okay. Uh the only question I have is is it on? Is everything is it on? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get them a laugh, dude. He's it's like, hilarious. Yeah,
0: that's not my phone buzzing. All right. It's uh, you know, it's a b- oh my god. Oh my god, that is uh yeah. other best. than that,
3: I never really like read only foreign body. That was the only time I ever like looked into like what's going on in that room, foreign you know what body. I mean? Other than that, I hated that job, dude. People are so fucking mean when they're sick. One. Two, people are fucking disgusting. Pete, are you sure you want to go into nursing? Because people, your mom (laughs) is an angel. You know what I mean? I could not take that. I I had, I wouldn't even let anyone use my pen. Like I was like, I gloves. I was constantly washing down. Like I fucking hated that job. Hated it.
1: Yeah. But a coworker... I can see why certain people are turned off by it, but you yeah,
3: know. yeah, I'm that's sure. not for me. I don't want <laughs> I don't like people that much. I guess you know what I mean. I'm social, but that's about it.
0: So okay. So then, after that job kind finally fucking draws you to the razor's edge, you say, "Hit the
1: bricks, take off." Yeah, I
0: rolled
3: out of there. So my thought with there was there that was a, on a small was,
1: car she found in someone's rectum.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That place was a shoe in So that the thing with the hospital, I was always trying to get into places like that because there's a lot of opportunity for growth. There's always right, somewhere right, for right. me to go. Yeah, I, right. I tried to transfer out of my department. I was just, there was a lot of competition, so it was hard. But mm-hmm. that was like the ideal. I wanted to get into a place like that. I'll never deal with hospital politics again. That corporate yeah. politics in that fucking place, never again.
2: Really? So, that yeah, bad? Oh,
3: it's so bad. It's so really? fucking bad. It's not even funny. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's really bad. Damn. So then I go, um, I leave there and I work for these other, these Russian guys. So they own dental offices and I, um, I ended up being their director Russian of operations dentist. after this a while. Were
1: they, they weren't,
3: they weren't dentists. They just owned it.
1: So what we did
3: was <laughs> we, we rented someone's dental license to operate under, right? He lived out in fucking Montana or something as old man. We rented what? his license to operate under. Yeah. Totally legal rented his license to operate the business under and then we had our dentist that we hired that, that had their rounds so okay. we had a couple of those and that was going well there was a lot of money involved in that if you can do dental right there's a lot of fucking money in that
0: yeah um oh, yeah where was this dentist office at
3: that one the one i Not worked kensington. in my office was on germantown Ave. it was fucking rough did,
0: did you ever hear did you ever hear the uh the joke who's the who's the richest person in kensington oh yeah the tooth fairy? How do you know?
3: How do you know? How do you know? Kenzo who's the poorest?
0: The,
3: how do you know? Kenzo embedded the toothbrush.
1: How? Anyone else would have called it the teeth brush.
0: Uh, <laughs> what, what's, uh, Pete, what was your joke?
1: Oh, who's the poorest guy in Kensington? Who? The dentist. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, Kensington. Okay. So, so you're we, we in had a German couple dental offices.
3: Yeah. yeah, we had a couple dental offices, but my office was on top of one
0: in the middle of the fucking
3: hood,
2: dude. I got yeah. followed in
3: my car a zillion times. Like that place was dangerous. Yeah, Ooh. that place was dangerous oh, wow. as shit. I yeah. walked yeah. into a knife fight by accident once. Like it was oh, just ridiculous.
2: A
1: Russian knife fight? You said it was the inside, yeah. of you, you motherfucker. Yeah, these yeah.
3: people S-O the are Yeah. <laughs> so. I didn't, I liked that job and I learned a lot. And even the guys I'm really still, I'm really tight with one of them still. Um, but the other one ended up doing insurance fraud. So I rolled.
2: Oh wow. we rolled. Yeah.
3: We rolled out real quick when we found out that was happening.
1: Oh baby. That's it's not... like your mom.
3: I think Pete, your mom was saying like, they were making sure, you know, people were billing the right codes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, They
1: all did it obviously because of this kind of a yep. thing, like, you know, just yep. make sure. Yeah. No, but I think it's one of those things like letters. people don't realize like they they think little offices, but it's like you know like everyone gets audited. Yeah, they're yeah. always going through making sure. Yeah,
3: we the way he did it was for behavior. There's a behavioral
1: code, right?
3: So he had them put that on everybody. Every single person that came in the door
1: had behavioral.
3: And it was it wasn't too much money, but it was money, you know. So it was like, it oh, like, oh,
1: I'm, I'm I'm taking care of uh, people that uh, are rough to take care of, like kind of yeah. thing. Like,
2: yeah, but the
3: thing is with dentistry, it's not like you know a kid who's rough or like a dementia patient who's rough. Like with dentistry, if you're excuse me, if you're billing for behavioral, it's someone you got to strap down. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's yeah. it's not just nothing. So that's what it ended up. He ended up getting hit for it all of a sudden, all the letters started coming in. I was like, I'm fucking out of here. But my name was attached to everything as their director of operations. Because we were opening a bunch of them. We were like flipping, you know, and there was a lot involved in that. So I learned a lot out of that job. And I actually ended up buying my first house at 22 working there. So I did really well there. And then from there, I kind of just managed. Like, I just, I found out that's my thing. And it's funny because I kept going to school trying to, like, at that point, especially coming out of high school in 2008, like, I couldn't get a fucking job. I started oh, – yeah. it was like you needed a degree to be an admin.
1: You know what I mean? That was the, yeah. I, that was the year I graduated college, and I got my job uh, guaranteed in the spring but like the week I started is when it all fell apart and oh, like I'm talking man. like other friends and they're like, yeah, we can't get jobs. Like, it was know. so hard to
3: get a job without a degree. Like I would go oh, in yeah. and I, I remember being upset. Like Johnny, I know even if you good. had a
1: degree, you needed three to five years experience minimum, oh, no matter oh, what so I you had the oh.
3: experience, but no degree yeah. and no one yeah. would even interview me. I would start calling people like, why aren't you even, why am I not even being considered? Like I started getting mad about it.
2: Yeah. yeah. I so, would
3: too. Yeah. So, um, Okay so a, yeah go ahead I forgot I was well, still I was, in and out of go ahead
0: well, I was going to say so when I when you and when I think I met you right I, you weren't at the dental office anymore I w- right? just left there but I think cuz I think this all happened at once where you would clean houses you would paint do you would paint but then also you were bartending at the same time is that right like you did all those all that at the same now, time okay. I was so
3: the one thing about me is I did go into food service at 16 and I never got out. So I've always, yeah. that's throughout all the things I've told you, that's always been a second job. You've
0: been always, I've, always waitressing and always, bartending. That's, and, I've you known, always need your
1: cash, uh,
3: cash yep, fix. Yep. Always. So I knew, I knew your brother since I was 18 years old working at Applebee's. I worked every year.
0: That's a shame. I'm sorry to hear that. So it's
3: like, I've always <laughs> had a second job where I could just go pump cash and leave and then not touch my paychecks. That was kind of how I, I worked everything out. Right um so then i uh yeah after the dental office i think i left there abruptly like i had to it was getting dangerous again my name was like attached to a lot of shit so yeah left there abruptly and i think that's i started at grams before i left there it wasn't after and then i left there found another job i worked in like i was an account manager for a maintenance company out of jersey i managed a restaurant in king of prussia what restaurant Cantina, I don't even know if it exists anymore. Cantina Laredo was bartending there, too. Hated like that place. Yeah. Didn't last
0: long there at all. I mean, Grams is what it is, but I love Grams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always love Grams. The
3: thing with Grams is we were all fighting for shifts. You know what I mean? It wasn't enough.
0: You, what well, enough make, work. You make fucking, I'll tell you this. You do. You make fucking money there. I've worked you at do. a bunch of places. I've worked at a bunch of like hot spots, worked at a bunch of high-end places. None Never. of them compares. Graves' nope. number. For one. no
3: reason. It doesn't even make sense for being a corner bar, like neighborhood bar, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you, you ain't kidding. It is, it is, and it's <laughs> like you're there, you run the show. Like there's no manager up your ass. There's no, no. bullshit you have to deal with. It's you and a cook and you got to go. I'll fucking never forget like
3: people were fucking with me. And your brother who was who hired me, and I remember calling him Tom, like, dude, people are fucking with me. You know what I mean? And he was like, Yell at them. And I was like, Yell at them. And he's like, yeah, just yell. He's like, tell them, don't fucking come back here during my shift. Like I was like, I can do that. <laughs> and the rest is history. Like it oh, never,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> that, has, that was a game changer for me.
0: Yeah. So but I, I feel like that, that endeared you to people even more when you'd be like, oh, dude, fuck off. I made
3: so you. much money, dude. Why didn't people listen to me, Matt? That's my thing. Like I'm I'm am t- teeny tiny, and all I did was scream, and everyone would just stop. Like whatever they yeah. were doing, it stopped.
1: Yeah. I just I've had to drop a mom. Was- well, you were in charge of the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it had
3: anything to do with that. It was like, all right, that's enough, and it would just stop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I've seen it. It's happen. just really weird. Yeah. I've seen it happen. But like, shit, there's like, no God manager. There's no
1: like 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 you're you're in between them and their alcohol. I'm the bouncer. Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's nothing yeah. else.
0: Yeah. Plus, too, you do have like there's regulars that have your back you know That's like true. there's yeah, like a there's true. like a grand like has their its,
1: spot it's their safe spot you know yeah. like yeah they don't want it to be ruined
0: great grams has its own like its own kind of police force if you will no, yeah. for sure like the client like the people that go in there like look this is our spot this is what we like here if you come in you fuck up the vibe we're gonna yeah. you're gonna like be a
1: particular way and the uh, bartenders enforce that particular way and there yeah. you go yeah like
0: they're not like there's a bunch of also like there's a bunch of like off-duty cops and firemen and stuff that come in and things like that so like you can't be doing blow in the bathroom and like you oh,
3: know, people right? were doing yeah. blow in the bathroom people were doing blow on the floor yeah,
0: well, no <laughs> they would right but i think if it was wasn't for like the like the cops and stuff like that it'd be a lot worse and like it would bring in like the wrong element i think there was like the you know it was like the fucking Stunad's doing blow and and being idiots and it was always like the same guys and everyone kind of knew it but yeah. then like but it wasn't like fucking people coming like fucking people coming in there to get their fix and like whack 20 up people and walk into the you bathroom
3: at once rolling at dude the- oh, there's yeah. some craziest people that have walked in and out of that place i thought i was gonna die in there once i really uh, thought i was gonna die
0: how worse how bad is the is carnival week with the gypsies uh, carny payday
3: carny payday is the fucking worst, it's the,
1: fucking worst. The, worst. the worst they you drink so, so much on this carny payday thing because i don't think most of our listeners know what so they're, I, they're, well there's just yeah,
3: there's a church down since i was a kid every year a carnival comes and just rolls out on that land and uh, apparently at grand's every time they come around the when that wednesday is corny payday so they cut the
1: whole fucking place comes in the day oh, they get paid the fucking and they get Carney's. shit house yeah. so just like what's, what's that movie with uh hugh jackman where uh the greatest ever- showman yeah the greatest showman it's like when he shows up with like all of his uh yeah his there's police. a bunch of
0: bearded ladies and you know all that kind of stuff going on no but these carnies will show up and like Dude, like I think the one year they, they were had- all
3: banging each other for sure.
0: Oh, they did and like, like
3: they would get hammered and make out all over the place. It was, it was, it was uh, they it stunk. Was
0: a, oh, the, remember the one year they, they had, had bed, bed bugs? bugs Yeah. 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 Oh man. Oh.
3: Don't sit down. Don't sit down. It was Don't a sit on yeah,
0: yeah, they were a nightmare. And it was one week mm-hmm. a year. They would cut co- they would start fights with the locals Did they tip or were the
1: gypsies? Real gypsies. They, they gypsies. barely tipped. They were yeah, gypos. They
0: Barely Total tipped. Total jippos. Never tipped. Total pains in the asses too, right? Like all like they would just be fucking annoying. And- but
3: but they brought a crowd because everyone wanted to watch Carney
0: Payday.
1: You know what I mean? Like it was ah. entertaining. It was a people watching night. Mm. So he suffered through that to get the uh, the spectator money. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's current. It's the fucking carnies, man. Carney payday. Fucking carnies. (laughs) So, okay. So let's keep it moving. So where are we at now? I want to talk like we've been over most everything. I want to talk about what you're doing now. Right. So you're doing like you've done, well, we'll talk real estate. I want to do real estate a little bit. And then your current position. Is that cool?
3: Yeah. So I basically, Kept running through just different jobs and different jobs. I, I, like you said, I was, I cleaned houses at one point. Yep. There was another point I started painting houses and then that actually like totally took off. I made yeah. really good money doing that. And it was yeah. just me painting houses. That was a weird
1: one. Just you so by yourself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I did that for a long time. Uh, but also a second job. So I was constantly, again, day, during the day, trying to find my day job. What, what's my career? I'm, I was trying to develop a career, but financially live.
2: Yeah. Right. And right.
3: then I, at one point, I ended up um, able to survive off of grams. I think I picked up a shift. So that made it easier to have another shift every week. My ex, my, my boyfriend at the time, we had a discussion like, oh, I'm going to go back to school. Yeah. Uh, Philly Philly U.
0: Okay. So you're oh, at Philly U. Now it's
1: Jefferson.
3: Yeah. So I was kicking ass in there. And then it turned out my mom had our- And you were going for
1: Econ? Yeah.
3: Turned uh, out my mom had the ages wrong, which she was thinking of was like when you get kicked off of health insurance. So they tried to back bill uh, me for the two years I was there and I was like, Nope, I'm out. See you. You know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't have fucking paid. It was a $40,000. They try to send you a, a
1: bill afterwards. Yeah. After like yeah. A couple I, went years in,
3: in. I went into the registrar's office. Like she called me, she was super cool. And she called me in and she's like in a panic about like what we're going to do. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? She goes, you yeah. you're you have to pay for everything now you you've hit the age limit and i was like whoa no i didn't i have i have time left and she's like no I've, oh so the back
1: ears were already covered it's just like it go on yeah. a forward basis you don't have. you had until you were 24
3: uh, and my mom told me we had till i was 26 but at the time that was when obamacare and you were you were able to be on your parents health insurance until 26 yeah, yeah. so she she excuse me she had the ages yeah. mixed up they tried to backfill me for the two she well they didn't try to she was basically like you have two options you can um just walk or try to transfer your credits and risk getting backfilled." yeah if they if they catch it and i was like well i'm fucking walking so that (laughs) it's the first first time in my life no cheating i had straight a's i had almost a 4.0 and i couldn't do anything with it so after that it was like all right fuck school i'm fucking done i'm like i'm in you know student loan debt with no degree this is like i was just doing good And somehow it didn't work out. Like I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So then I went into real estate. So then I wanted to get into property management um, and real estate. I wanted to get my license and uh, I ended up bookkeeping and collecting for a guy for a broker over in on a, what is that? University city. So okay. he was all mostly college kids and sexuality old and shit. Pete,
0: old Pete, Pete's old stomping grounds. Pete lived at uh, spring garden. He lived on spring garden and about 38. 36, 36, 36 in spring garden.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. I was right off. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that. I started learning the ins and outs of real estate and like how much money can really be made in this, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. so I really wanted to dive deeper into yeah. that. Um, I was trying to find another gig. I didn't like the one I was at. My boss was nuts. So, and he was kind of a slumlord. So it was rough. It was yeah. hard to deal with people.
1: And then yeah. I ended
3: up um, bouncing around. Everyone a in bit. the
1: university City is a uh, slumlord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I ended up actually at another restaurant. I was a uh, AGM over at this place in Valley Forge, and I hated that one too. And then I left there and found my current job. So I hated that job so much that I was just trying to get out. And the job I'm at now was just hiring for an admin, and they were around the corner from my house. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna bang. I'm gonna go there until I find something different, just to get the hell out of here. It's walking it's yeah, distance, right. you know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah.
3: So I go in for an interview, and I realize like they need help. Like they they need a lot of help. You yep. know what I mean? This is a big. This is a, a business that's growing way too fast, and they don't. They're having a hard time. So I whatever i needed to say i got you know got me in there and as soon as i got in i was promoted in three months and now i'm uh what's it
1: yeah th- th- i'm in well, line i s- realize like like uh, when you're the admin at a place you are in charge of everything so you can make like you like if you get down there and you're confident you can make huge changes and huge differences and like definitely build your way up it's oh, pretty well, nuts I like i've like, yeah. I, I, I worked in multiple tax departments and having a good admin it's like this person whatever the fuck they want like they keep Mm -hmm. everything like organized and structured like yeah it makes everything just smooth like runs smoothly well when i
3: went in there none of that was done you know what Uh, i mean so they they were a young company they started out of college they don't they haven't really worked anywhere else so they didn't really know that part of it you know what Uh, i mean so i came in and i was like all right let's go yeah with it right up in the shape i was promoted in three months got my own office in three months And then now I've been there for almost four years. So it's just a real estate development company. We basically do architecture. We're the one-stop shop. So we do architect, all the architecture, get you approved by the city, all that shit. Then we can pre-sell your home with pre-construction marketing. Uh So we have animators that basically make animations of your house before it's even built, just based off the plans. And then our construction guys build the house.
0: That's fucking cool.
3: Yeah, it's fucking hard. Yeah, (laughs) This is the hardest. that's pretty nuts. Cause it's like three, di- they're like same industry, but three separate industries at the right, same time. Right, 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 so it's right. like, I have three separate companies trying they're related, to I'm but trying to run their own
0: entities. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's really fucking difficult, but ground up. I mean, we've done so much in the past, I had to be four years this year. We've done so much in the past four years. It's, it's just not even funny. We've so, made the Inc 500 list a couple of times, like fastest growing company in Philly. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, we've, wow. we've really been killing
2: it.
0: Nice, dude. And that's Mm -hmm. honestly, I guarantee your organizational skills have a lot to do with that. I want to get into this, though. So can you kind of give uh, for the listeners a rundown of like, what's a day in the life like for the dangerous one, dangerous Diana, delinquent Diana, Diana, the dangerous one? What is uh, like a day in the life like for you at your current position? So you wake up, you get in the work, what are you doing?
3: All right. (laughs) Everything. So I wake (laughs) up at
0: 430 so that I can
3: get an hour by myself before I go in.
0: Wow. And then I go in
3: and I immediately the first thing I do is bang out some accounting uh, just to get everything up to date so I can see accurate numbers for the day.
1: Yeah. um to make and sure those I, invoices are, are recorded
3: properly right make sure some transactions like make sure i see them they're just not flipping past me like i want to see what actually happened you know what i mean yeah, yeah. make sure everything's copacetic and
0: then yeah, nice word
3: i do some hr shit uh, to go through my day right so i i do what i basically handle is hr finance and accounting and then operations and operations is what my real job is. Right. So that's, that's really all I should be doing. And what my job yeah. focuses around is just making it, making sure everything is revenue generating and efficient. Are we doing right. this the most efficient way? This is our process and policy. Is this the most efficient way? How can it be done better? And then what kind of revenue is it generating? You know what I mean? Or is there another way to you know, get, get, get a revenue stream out of this? There's all different aspects of this, right? Yeah. So I don't get to focus on that as much as I'd like to. It's really fucking hard um, trying to, because it's three separate businesses. Like I said, they're all doing different things. So to sit and focus on one of them, it's, it's tough. But the big thing right now, like COVID has kicked my ass all the way down yeah, to man. the ground. Yeah. It's such really. a nightmare. Since the day we got sent home, I remember sitting in front of the TV Everyone's in a panic. We're trying to figure out what to do. I'm calling everyone I know, any mentor. Like I've gone my whole life, and I totally like Erica Nardini, the Barstool CEO, she always says, Fuck your business degree, right? And I totally agree with it because I have learned everything that I know from somebody else. I lied on my resume saying I knew how to be a bookkeeper. I didn't, but I learned from a great accountant who answered my questions. You know what I mean? I've learned everything i know from someone with experience and at this point no one's had experience with a pandemic so like there was no one i could call everyone's like we don't know what we're doing yet you know so we're all just figuring it out
1: you're on the same page yeah we're a great equalizer yeah (laughs) we're we're
3: trying to figure out you know if we have to do layoffs like what do we do we're creating our scenarios you know when we hit this number we got to do something you know and then i'm watching on msnbc this guy have a fucking meltdown he's crying on tv it was like It was, it was a lot. It was really a fucking lot. Everyone was scared for their job. Every, we were scared for our business. We thought that was the end because L and I shut the city down. We couldn't build, we had half built Mm -hmm. houses that we weren't allowed on these job sites, Uh, you know? And then we have L and I not reviewing plans. So we can't move forward with our architecture plans. Yeah. So it just became this huge nightmare. And then coming out of that, everything skyrocketed. I can't tell you how furious, My clients are every day I get screamed at by a client because its jobs are delayed and prices have gone up, which is complete both both things completely out of our control. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like everyone just saved up money for a year and a half and decided to spend it all at once? Like what's gonna happen? Well, like like,
3: lumber tripled. Am I
1: supposed to I have to renegotiate
3: yeah. this contract? We can't eat that. You know what yeah. I mean? That's not copper awful. the same
1: way, copper's shot
3: off. Yeah. Like yeah, the amount of shit getting stolen off our job sites is insane. Insane. Oh, wow. yeah,
0: awesome. Does insane. Insure, does liability cover that? Or yeah,
3: dwellings? but it takes for fucking ever. It's yeah. not even if someone steals our windows, which keeps happening. Yeah, they're they're fucking eight weeks out. Like I, I can't put a frame up until I get windows in. Yeah. So and you-, Matt, you also, uh,
1: they they stole the appliance when it cost ten dollars, and you're buying yeah. it back when it cost $400. Oh, so only only costs four hundred dollars. The Yeah, yeah.
0: So your indemnity is going to come back to the, yeah, wow. So you're not even going to cover, oh, my God, I didn't even think of that. yeah See, you're so, a fucking genius.
3: COVID's just been our absolute fucking nightmare. And it, I think it's just begun. Like, China shut yeah. down their ports on us again, and we get a lot from, like, our windows from them that, that limits us to, like, Pella, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's American well, needs.
1: And so. I, I just want to touch on this, too, just in the general sense of, like, the other thing, too, is, like, the big thing that people want is a decoupling from China, right? Everyone, no one trusts yeah. China. We don't want products from China. And so there is a, we'll call it a, a bipartisan push to decouple from China. But that's also oh. going to result in some of these uh, supply shocks as well. Not that I'm yeah. against it, but yeah, like, like, like changing your a global supply chain is an expensive, net, you know. Endeavor. Well, yeah,
3: our lumber was from Canada. Our lumber was from right. fucking everywhere except here. So it was like this every time another country shut down, we were fucked. Like it just it was yeah. a constant they never ending. They probably grow the lumber
1: in Canada, send it to China, have it refurbished sent down to Mexico and then back yeah. down here. That's all it's like, crazy. Yeah. It's
3: crazy. So like. Honestly, I think that's going to be, that's something that I think is going to be a huge shift back to America is we're going to start producing our own shit again. These factories are going to start opening back up because this is a fucking nightmare. It's a goddamn, you can't, I can't get a subcontractor for the life of me. They are so busy that they're another thing that are fucking me. Right. So like I hire you to do my HVAC and it's like, all right, it's a 20 grand job. Great. But you, you know, tomorrow you get offered a hundred grand job and you just never show up to my job site. You know what I mean? Like you have so much work that I, you don't give a shit about me. Yeah. So it's, it's just this constant, endless cycle. It sucks. It's crazy. And then like, you know, I don't know. I don't think people really realize the, if- and then everyone's attitude, like people being stuck at our, our, our people working from home for a year. Some of them liked it. Some of them didn't, right. you know, every day I subscribe. I, so I subscribe to the Harvard business review, which I love
2: mm-hmm.
3: when right. it comes to business, because it's mostly, it's, it's mostly numbers. It's not so much opinion, it's like, here's There's all this data we data. ran in the study. Yeah, here's what we think, but do whatever you want. And I'm constantly reading about burnout. And I'm constantly, the newest thing is working from home, that people are using that. I've been hit as an employer to learn how to adapt my company for people to work from home. And I'm getting hit as an employee, like on LinkedIn and shit on how to negotiate working from home with an employer that fucks me that's fuck, yeah. like i'm working on processes in the office for me to have to figure out how to do this remotely yeah. is insane and yeah. monitor that shit you know what i mean
2: yeah. Oh, yeah and
3: people there's right now there's more um available jobs than there are uh unemployed americans right now like it's they're calling oh i just read an article they're calling it the great resignation People are just quitting their jobs left and right. Yeah, yeah you know what it is. is, is like, people are me.
1: realizing uh, cause it was like, you know, inflation's up a little bit and everyone's realizing, well, you know what? Like my salary should go up. You know what? Like I'm yeah. doing all this kind of stuff. And it, it kind of makes sense in a certain sense. Like, okay, like I'm working from home now. You guys are saving a bunch of money on office space. Not only that, but I'm using my own internet, my own electricity, my yeah. like you know what I mean? Like all this kind of stuff. Why shouldn't I be getting a larger nut from all this kind well, of Well, there's that, stuff? and then there's also
3: people who want shit. Like people, I think another thing of COVID was like People, you know, some people hated it, but some people liked it. People had more freedom. So now people are trying to negotiate, you know, 32 hour work weeks and like better oh, yeah. benefits and like shit like oh, that, yeah. where it's like, it's, it's great. It really is. Diana, great, but I, It's I, just I, fucking I, hard. I,
1: I know somebody that uh, took a second job and didn't quit the other job. So they were, they were working their job as uh, we'll say it's a copyright or whatever. And then all of a sudden they, uh, they get an interview for another copyright job. And they didn't yep. want to quit the first job until they knew how good the second job was going. And they realized that they were only spending about 15 hours a week on each job. The yep. rest of the time, they were just available for emails in case something happened. And it's like, well, why won't I just double my salary? You know what I mean? Like double yeah. my 401k, like all this and they they stuff. It
3: yeah. was totally working. We had no screen for that when we're hiring. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're having a really you know? hard time right now. It's just, it's just nuts. It's all crazy. And then dealing with the regular end of business. You know what I mean? Like, I get treated as shit, like, as a woman in this industry. You know what I mean? I'm, like, constantly fighting. There's just, like, it's just a – I'm at a point where
1: it's great. Listen, ma'am, you don't understand. You're, like – motherfucker you called me man again
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, i oh, i don't even get that dude I don't, I don't get looked in the eye it's like insane
2: oh, and wow. like the
3: one thing i've learned actually through through college i really like dove into neurology and psychology i'm like crazy into it but i have learned to fuck with people like i an asshole client comes in i'm immediately like you know something in your teeth
2: and i'll oh, immediately oh, bring them wow. back down to
3: earth and then fuck with them the entire time they're there. If you're going to treat me like shit, then I'm going to make you self-conscious the entire time you're here. Wow. Oh, your shirt's shrunk today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your yeah. tie's crooked. And every time they look over, I just go like this. Like, I just grab at it. Like, just, I want you to, and it throws <laughs> them off when they're yeah. trying to be tough. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah. Damn, that's a great tactic. I'm going to have to steal that. Nice. Dude, that D. I'm glad to see this because, you know, I've known you for a while here and I've always saw it very highly of you and known like your work ethic and how you are as a person and stuff like that. So I'm really happy to see that you found something where you're fucking kicking ass and taking days. Yeah, man. What do you like? But do you like what you're doing, though? I you. love my job. And that's the so, first time
3: in my life I've ever nice. been able to say that. I wish it was not like, you know, I just took this is the first vacation I've taken in God knows how long. Right. Like, yeah. and I'm still bent because i want to work like i'm just yeah. like i ha- it's what we were you're talking wondering about what's
0: going on right like, yeah. it's not
3: even that it's not even that i have a week of peace to problem solve like we were talking about you know that chick who's a biologist yeah. where you're it's just constantly on your mind how can i solve oh, yeah. this problem how can i solve yeah. this problem
1: and i'm saying yeah, jill home- our last thing, yeah like where she's just like oh like all of a sudden like you just have the downtime like I might have just had an epiphany. That's yeah, so light bulb. Prob. I got to
3: write this down. Yeah. So I, I know damn well right now. So there's this new animal called Smart Sheets. Have you heard of that, Pete?
2: Mm-hmm. I so it heard is
3: Excel yeah. on crack. Ah.
2: It's it, all the formulas
3: of Excel and all of Excel and all this shit. But the biggest thing is you can create a dashboard. So I can have all the different. Um, every, Uh, everything I need to know from every different aspect of our business and have a dashboard, smart sheets, sheets. and I have a dashboard that that I can update every morning. And that'll give me a red flag and point me in a direction where I need to look that day. You know what I mean? Rather than me finding out too late about it, but
1: I have to create the tables for Diana. You have the smart sheets. You're ready to go. Well, the thing
3: is I got to create the templates and I got to create the form. Like I got to do all that work. So I Up just front. painted. The, I just painted my office because it was making me anxious. I'm like, I gotta get on my computer. I, gotta do <laughs> I never get this much quiet, and they know I needed this break because yeah. I've been spazzy lately. So I'm like, my phone is not ringing. Like everyone is leaving me alone lately. Yeah. But so. uh, but the other part about it is culture, like the culture shift. I have a lot of young people.
0: So we're coming to the top of time. One thing I did want to ask Pete, and I think we've we've been seeing this, Pete. Where people that are, like, passionate about what they do and like what they do really seem to be happier with their jobs. Would you agree with that, Pete, like, with, when we talk to people here?
1: Well, yeah, obviously, right? You're only going to be passionate about things that you care about, so yeah. th- it's always good to be working something you care about. Right, but I think, like,
0: they're more successful as well, right? Like- well, yeah, I
1: would hope so, yeah. All right. Well then shit all over what I just
0: fucking said. Okay, (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. All right. But we're coming to the top of time, Diana. I'm really happy to hear like you're passionate about what you're doing. You're very successful at it. You like what you're doing. Those are all great things that we should talk about, but you know, some people like to shit on them either way. uh, No, I'm kidding. But Diana, really happy to see like the success you're having and how well you're doing and you know, as far as I've known you, this is well-deserved and really, 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 really proud of you. Um, and we're coming to the top of time. So happy to hear about all this stuff. Really interesting what you're doing. And I like it. And I really like like, the the like you know the background of it and like the licensing and dealing with the city and all the different kind of things that go into yeah this, I probably you know, should have
3: talked about that more because there's it is interesting and it's L-N-I it's, a a it's all a game yeah. L and I is a fucking beast and they are fucking everybody right yeah. now but but it's it's all a game business is a game and that's what I like about it you know what I mean I wake up every day just like how am I gonna beat the game today nice. how am I gonna be the
0: winner nice see now that's cool right like you have like it's almost like a competition and you're like trying to figure it out. But honestly, the fact that you're wearing all those different hats at your job, that's impressive. All right, D. So really proud of you. All the things you've accomplished, all the different hats you're wearing. You're kicking ass. You're doing great things. Me and Pete are usually on the same page with this. But, uh, you know, I know you're going to be on the poppin', but we would love to have you back on this show if you'd be willing to come back on. Uh, yeah, oh, for yeah, for sure.
3: I have a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah,
0: <good. laughs> when good. it comes to work, you know, there's a lot. Hey, good. I'm glad we want to hear it all because that shit is fascinating. That's the kind of stuff we want to get into. People see oh, yeah. houses and stuff and construction sites and everything. They have no idea how much interest, all the intricacies and everything that goes <laughs> into that, the licensing, the insurance, just even the supplies and stuff. It's fascinating. Yeah, what builds I our think.
1: world around us? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And are they built right? Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: How about it? How freaking about it? So we're coming to the top of time. Uh, Before we get out of here, Diana, is there anything that you want to say to the legions and legions of your adoring fans? Lost your ass at work. It eventually pays off. (laughs) I did it for
3: a long time. And this one's paying off, you know?
0: Sweat equity, that's what it's all about, sweat equity. Yeah, it happens eventually. There is some time, like, yeah, I agree. You have to be, it does suck when you're busting your ass and you're not getting the, you know, like getting the recognition or appreciation or just like, you know, getting moved up the ladder. Yeah, that's when
3: I would quit jobs. You give me a job description, I kill it and turn around and hand it to you and say, hey, I killed this. And actually I'm doing these other things too now. And if you say fuck off, I'm like, all right, bye. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that I'm out. And they they fucking miss
0: you when you're gone. I'll tell you that.
3: I have every single boss has called me and asked me to come back. Every single one.
0: I've never had one that hasn't. Good. That's how it should be. Good. So glad to hear you're doing great. And that's awesome. Very proud of you. Uh, Party Boy Pete, anything you want to say to your your legions and legions
1: of adoring fans? You know, Matt, after stepping on your point, I wanted to say uh, if you can't have the job you love, baby, love the job you're with. But now I'm just going to say, make it the job that you love. Like, Diana, mm-hmm. did. you yeah. take that job and you mold it into something that you can, you know, hold on to and make your own
0: yeah yeah if you're not with the job you love love the job you're with
2: yeah just go to the next one
0: <laughs> that's fucking great no nice you're right mold it mold it into the job you want and and find where you succeed and just focus on that and people will be like hey if you're good at that we're fucking gonna pay you to do it so someone
3: will eventually yeah yeah, yeah. you'd
0: hope so at least so <laughs> Very nice. Awesome. So this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied, as always, by the Prince of Party, Party Boy Pete McCormick. Our guest today was the incredible, the dangerous Diana Spencer. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can handle us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the Tiki's on at Working P.E. Pod. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can go ahead and email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com and we can have your story sent out to the millions and millions of our adoring fans. Uh, Well, this is the end of the show. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks for listening. Thanks, bye. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors one hundred percent creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, k is in kite, o is in October, t is in Tom, b is in boy, e is in Edward, l is in Larry, l is in Larry.com.